Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live, and it wouldn't be a show if we didn't have some weird technical issues. That's so strange. So Chris is Mike. Chris Watkins is with us. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. What's up, everybody? So your mic is going through Chris's? Because your mic was off the entire time, and apparently Chris could hear it. Yeah. It was great because then he was was heckling Chris Verlaud a little bit, saying, worst update ever. So this is going to go inside baseball. So yeah, when yeah. usually when you have something in Q and Q and your mic goes on, yeah. then all the cues go off. You can't hear anything like that. So like that doesn't go on the mic, except for some reason every once in a while it just one of the mics gets stuck on Q and that's just on <laughs> and here ah, the entire sense. time. Makes I sense. think I got it fixed, so okay. hopefully no more problems. Good. Happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's Friday. Friday. Welcome back, dude. Oh my Thank god, you, man. Right. What a well, last couple of days, man, I'm still kind of coming off the high. Of right? Yeah, you guys haven't been on since since the Kings have clinched. I Dude, know. It, what a time! It's a I, great time. And you know, we were all talking about like, oh, it would have been so sweet at home. It would have been so yeah. epic if they did. It. I, I'll grant everybody that for sure. But it felt really special the other night. Yeah, it kind of didn't. It didn't matter. Yeah, I, yeah. De'Aaron said it the other day a- after Monday's game after they lost. Uh, just you know, it didn't matter if they were in a different country when they clinched. It was going to be great. It was going to hit, and it it absolutely did. Like I mean, it 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 was it was really cool. You know, I saw you guys were out there on Wednesday. Y'all made made an appearance in front of the beam. That was cool to see. But Wait, it, did you go out there? I did not. No, oh, I was wow. going to. I was going. Huh? Wow, someone, Deuce just gave me a look like wow. Someone real doesn't. I mean, I went out there. I went out there. Why? Because it's kind of like a town square. You want to celebrate the moment. What was Chris doing? No, I just was left out of the group text. So that's fine. I, there's no group text. There no. was. I mean, he, uh, you know what? Feels like the, the beam signaled into that was the, the group sky. Text. And said, Everyone, gather around. Yeah. You know, it sounds of, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Gather around. <laughs> gather around. <laughs> hear it, hear it. The beam is here. <laughs> it was so, really cool to be out there. Just, like, there were so many people, people out there. People popping crazy. champagne bottles yeah. like we won a championship. <laughs> we're like, hell yeah, Dude, let's go. Well, I think about, too, right after the game, there was even bigger crowds out there, yeah, right? right? So when Chris was there. <laughs> yeah, so Chris was there, like, in the peak of everything, and yeah. then by the time, Deuce and I had some post-game duties, yeah. and then by the time we got there, there was still people yeah. there. There was news stations there. Mm-hmm. There was everyone still celebrating. Um, it was really something special. It is wild, because I remember Vivek would have the same talking point over and over again about how it's, like, a gathering spot yeah. for people. Yeah. That's the modern, yeah, it's the modern day uh, Coliseum. Yeah, Coliseum. Something like that. Yeah. Where Mausoleum. people can come. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's kind of what it worship. was. That's kind of what it was <laughs> the other night where yeah. there was no event going on. No. Nothing. It was like, no, we want to be near the arena where they play and we want to see that beam. Yeah. That was our first time. We've talked about this on the show. First time seeing the beam right. up close and personal. Yeah. Usually it's driving, we see it. But I got to say, being in front of it, I know the, the night was magical. That beam did hit a little bit. It's strong, isn't it? Yeah. Not, isn't that yeah. like it's a real statement. Like it really is like a like you can feel the power of like we just won mother. Why is that? Uh. I mean it's a it's it's a purple it's light, just a but strong it's strong color. I don't it know. Is. It's just like it's majestic. It's dude. Like thick. 
It, it is. It's, no, like, really, it's, like, it's like, wow. Four beams just <laughs> shooting out of the... I feel like if you were to, like, touch it, like, you wouldn't be able to put Whoa. your hand through it. Do you you know what I mean? Do you think someone has? Do you think, like, someone... Oh, you can't. That's there's got to be an operator. They that, did like, that, and the guy lost, lost his, his, hand. his hand. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. We, we actually aren't <laughs> Just goes to, up into the sky. <laughs> legally, we're not supposed to talk about it, but <laughs> if you touch the beam, the power, that I mean, yeah. you will or, lose parts of your body. At your own cost. But will you gain power? Because if so, I want that. Well, I mean, if you're a Kings fan, you might be able able to but Got not, if you're just some random joe schmo that's going oh I touch this oh. yeah you're, you're done dead yeah, yeah, done yeah. Well, Got i don't it. know about that but you definitely lose parts yeah. should be dead yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah it's crazy it's you know what's also crazy about this whole thing is that there's still games to be played and i, I don't know. know why i envision if the kings made the playoffs in my head it was like <laughs> yeah they make it and then the playoffs start the next day or something right. because now you're like ah these last few games yeah. I mean, it's hard to get. I'm sorry. I mean, it's kind of hard to get amped up for the Blazers Damn. tonight when they're sitting down. And you wonder if that goes through the mind of players yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You just beat them. Let's be honest. We're all kind of emotionally hungover still. I think. Correct. I don't know about you. I also yeah. called a playoff game last night in Stockton. That was heartbreaking. Was, heartbreaking. Um. So you you're feeling it a little bit today. I know the Kings are still favored by 14 and a half. I don't know, man. <laughs> whoa, Weird wait, things happen. Wait, what? Yeah. Who is, Weird things happen. Wait, thank I, you. Freaky Friday? Is this a Freaky no, no, Friday? No, 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 no. I, no, Kings are still going to win. Think, Kings are still going to win. Okay. I just, to me, it's like, there's... These games are weird. Late season uh, basketball is you strange. You sound so much like Morgan right now. It's no, crazy. If this was Chris, a freaky Friday, I would be such an ass right now. <laughs> I would be like cockier than hell. I would smell bad. All of the above. No, late season basketball is weird, man. You, I it mean, is. I'm I mean, watching, for sure. It sucks, to be honest. It really sucks. I, you didn't I, enjoy that for, that the Portland Trailblazers scoring 80 points in a 48-minute basketball game? Dude. <sighs> Oh well, the, John Butler Jr. played for them. Okay, right. You guys have been hyping him up for. <laughs> I like. I, I like him. I In like him. He's intriguing for He's sure. He's super intriguing as a seven. It's exactly the type of player you want to have on your G League team. Right. He played 20 minutes for Stockton. Yeah, that's crazy. Now he's playing 20 minutes against Demonis Sabonis, <laughs> dude, in yeah, an NBA game. What crazy. are you? I mean, it's so it, it's it's crazy that the Kings still have this much yeah. basketball still left. Yeah. Um. I do think they are. I mean, people, you, you hear all the players talk about this. I know Frankie Cardicelli had all the coverage on with, with post-game interviews after the game. And, you know, the morning show's been down there talking to people. There has been a lot of, hey, we want to get the 50 wins. Yeah. We want to get the 50 wins, four wins away from that mark. Yeah. And, and I... I like that they have that mentality. And I yeah. believe that they have this mentality. Because even whenever I asked, uh, I asked Deuce yesterday on our way to call the Stockton Kings game, I was like, you know, do, do you think, like, they'll just sit him out even tomorrow? Right. I know we just found out that Delhi, uh won't be playing finger. tonight, hurt his finger. Which yeah, he, they, when they popped a champagne yeah. cork, it actually hit his finger in it. They didn't ah, have a bottle night. opener, and yeah. he was like, I, I actually know this trick yeah, where yeah. you can just uh, yank <laughs> yeah. it right off with your finger. <laughs> so anyway, so then Matthew Delvadova, that whole thing happened. But I was asking dude, so I was just like, do you think they wouldn't play their guys? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Mike Brown wouldn't do that. Yeah. Mike Brown wouldn't do that. And I think there's a, a line 
that he's trying to find the balance of, right? Mm-hmm. Like n- not putting them in a dangerous position going into the playoffs, but also it's dangerous if you're not playing your guys for a good amount of time, yeah. keeping them fresh, keeping them going. Sure. Yeah, I think it's kind of almost like a, a challenge to his guys where it's like, okay, you guys want, you guys earned the playoff, playoff spot, you want your rest, go earn it. Go blow these guys out by yeah, 25 yeah. points in the first half. You won't have to play in the second half. Whereas, like, if he were to just sit De'Aaron, sit Domas, that might kind of send the message of, all right, we're kind of taking today off. We kind of already accomplished our goals. We feel like we can that, – that's just not the message you want to send, especially to this team who is kind of, you know, let these depleted teams hang around with them for a little bit too long. And, uh, you know, it, it would you don't want to risk – you don't want to risk losing this game at all. And the easiest way of doing that is is by treating it like yep. you're playing the Boston Celtics tonight. And just, just blow them out. It'll yeah. be so easy. You can get your rest later in the year. Um, but also, I think for, the for you know, dangling the carrot the rest of the year, I do think that's what the 50-game mark is. Ooh. It is kind of like a... Yeah, you clinch the playoffs, but that's not what the goal is. Now it's now there is something that we can try and strive for for the rest of the season. And then maybe, yeah, maybe if they pick up, I think it's three more losses, they can't get to 50 more wins. So maybe, maybe at that point they'll readjust. But uh, to me, that kind of feels like a, a way of keeping keeping the guys focused moving yeah. forward and trying to remind them, like, we can't take these, what is six games, rest of these uh, rest of the season off just because – we already have a spot in the dance. I mean, they had they had practice yesterday. Yeah, does not. Of course like, they did. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those things. Of like, oh, are you worried it might get a, a, a ahead of them, or they're just not thinking about the game? I think they're all locked in right now. Yeah. Well, and it, the the day of the Blazers game, Herder after the game was saying that they had a thirty plus minute film session on a game day, which is pretty yeah. unusual. You know, that's usually a practice. You, right. you you dive in deep into the film, but thirty minutes on the day of the game, plus they do right. their individual work. Right. They watch more film with assistants. Probably because they have no idea who they're going against. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, look, like this is, at least you know what Chris Paul's trying to do to you. At least you know what Devin Booker's trying to do. Who knows what Devin Eubanks is going to try and do to you? Devin Eubanks. What was uh, Devin? I, we don't have his name right. It's I, Drew. I, I, don't, Drew I, know. I don't even know where I got Devin Eubanks from. I don't know, but I was with you. That sounds so right. What, that's what I was going. I was like, wait, I think that's it. No, because Devin Eubanks used to. Uh, is it Eubanks or Eb? Eubanks. To, he, no, Drew Eubanks, but there used to be a Devin. Oh. I don't know if it's if you pronounce it that way. Uh, there but really he, was? Yeah, he played in the NBA. See, my knowledge is just yeah, Dude, it's, too deep. Too knowledge, deep, you know? Um, yeah, but Drew Eubanks was like launching threes. Yeah. Like breaking threes. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> a lot of front ribs. So bad. A um, little confused. Yeah, I, I think. You got to be careful with the whole resting thing. Like you don't re- like yeah. you're too far out to rest guys a ton yeah. in my opinion. I ding, mean ding ding. If it was like a back-to-back situation you're like, "You know what? Fox sit tonight." Yeah. But I I, I think I think you have to be careful because you got to be ready to play 39 yeah. 40 minutes if you're Fox and Sabonis come playoff time and if you kind of coast the last week of the season, yeah. game 1's going to come here and it's going to be kind of shocking to the body. Basketball shapes a real thing. Herder was talking about in just the games he missed on that road trip. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, the basketball shape's real because it, it's just you can get your cardio in, but there's nothing like sprinting, coming around no. screens, banging bodies, Dude, all that. Have you guys, I mean, you talked about this. You said you played pickup yeah. like the other day, but when really it was like months <laughs> like, ago in the yeah, summer, right? Like I haven't played in years, yeah. like any type of pickup. I know for a fact, if I were to go out on the floor today, I would be just dying after one sprint. Yeah, right. It's, it's, yeah. Once you go back and forth like three or four times, you're like, I 
can't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I, just because I feel like my my mental toughness is unlike anybody. Right, you would just yeah, push yeah, through. Yeah, so well, you push, couldn't yeah. though. Yeah. No, yeah, you really sure, you sure, wouldn't sure. be able to play at the best of your ability. And I just think about like these guys, well, the I've, best of the best. Nope, the best of the best in the world. In the world, just a week off, just a few days off. What it does for them, their bodies. Yep. It's pretty wild to think about why it is so important for these guys to even be on a on a um. What are those things called? Not uh, a, the exercise bikes. Yeah, I was gonna say a tricycle. Yeah, the, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you got it. Like when you're off and rehabbing, riding a tricycle yeah. is not gonna give you that same <laughs> type of impact. Not, now, if you want to do unicycle, wheel, you know. yeah. come on now, you Dude, can really you, practice that balance. Can you imagine if players like yeah, I've been out? Well, I've been really on the unicycle though. My balance is just top notch at this. Started point. juggling Keegan, yeah. to really get Keegan. my mental yeah, health yeah, going that again. And, Keegan Murray. Yeah, we're way late. We got to take a sixty second break on the radio side. Shout out to everyone. On youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. We stay live there during the breaks. It's Deuce and Mo alongside Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140, SacktownSports.com. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. Happy Friday hanging out with Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140. Chris was at the Oakland Coliseum last night, huh? Dude. I was, yeah. Did it, you run into any possums? <laughs> no, not a single possum, which is honestly an accomplishment. Wow. No rats, nothing. So what, what inspired you to go to the game? Shohei Otani. Yeah? Yeah. It's once in a lifetime. You know, like that's... It, that's what he says, dude, but dude. He, was, he was also with the boss, Brian. I was, you know. Whoa. Might have been up and dined a little. Wait, you did know? you guys ride down together? Yeah, you know, actually, oh. uh, Scott Marsh took us down there. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. Power trip. How was that drive? It was, uh, it was good. Was, every, was everyone <laughs> a good fun drive? Was everyone On the way back? I had to prep for the show. So. Oh, really? No, you did not. Yeah, yeah. Were you doing that? Were you like, hey, Brian? I'm I was like, just in the back seat. I've got so the, I've got the, the, the segment two done. Hey guys, I, I can't, I can't talk right now. I yeah, I can't. Yeah, so, yeah. And Brian's like. Good. There was a lot of golf talk between Scott and Brian. So oh, really? Was, yeah. You know, okay. I'm a scratch was, golfer, so I'm just like, yeah. Was anyone like a, a bad um, like travel buddy? Like, for example, I've Brian's traveled with terrible. Deuce before, and he wore his own headphones to listen to his own <laughs> podcast instead of sharing okay, it with so the car. Just to be clear. <laughs> like, how weird I, I is that? I had not done a lot of, back then, I had not done a lot of road trips in my life. Uh-huh. In my opinion, when you're driving eight plus hours, I was like, all right. Group of people in, in a car. Group? The, oh, wow. Yeah. So you're an Uber driver at for that For a nine-hour drive, and everyone's like, yeah, like let's kick it yeah. for nine hours. And Deuce is like, <laughs> hey, wrestling a podcast. Let me let me kill about two. We'll talk in a bit. <laughs> yeah. That's fine for like if you're not driving. I, I've learned that, okay? What if, but you know, wait, I think when, if you're in when any was other this? seat, you're fine. The, probably in two. Eight years ago. Yeah. I mean. Oh, okay. I was going to give you the excuse of COVID, but. No, no. Definitely not. No. No, no, no. no. It's just how, being a weirdo. How is that excuse i don't know like if you're like with other people again and you don't know how to be with people again you're like oh okay sure okay. i just need to be by myself gotcha. for a bit i didn't gotcha. know there was road trip etiquette at the time because you know growing up morgan um, here we go we i actually, was poor no, i didn't have a dad we know uh we didn't have a car oh, I, I know like basic like oh, oh. You, you guys drove around oh. you probably had extra cars we didn't have a car extra? so yeah, i see you though. you think a road trip is like going on the bus yeah my so mom I to understand take, understand okay. it. yeah you route put your 23 over to San Juan and Greenback to work at Del Taco. Yeah, That's so what it you was. put your headphones on and yeah. you just hang out. I yeah. get it. Thank you. Thank mm. you, Chris. 
There it goes. Thanks. I was basically just seeing if Brian put on his headphones. No. On, but no, no, it sounds like no. he has. Brian's um, a good talk. Who did, the, yeah. who did the most talking? Uh, Probably Brian. Wow. Yeah. Just talking your ear yeah, off. You huh? know? I love, I think Brian's I know. I, great. No I could talk to yeah. Brian for a while. I don't, I don't buy him. <laughs> <laughs> was, it fun, no, was it fun being out there? Um, sure. Yeah, it was good to just be in the environment for sure. I baseball isn't super exciting, and it was a zero zero game for most of it. But Oof. yeah, it was cool to watch. It was uh, a know, nice was crisp funny. two hours and thirty minutes yeah. last night. That's in cool. Yeah, it was it, not terrible. That two to one victory for the A's. The Giants lost yesterday Jeez. against the Yankees five nothing. That game was two hours and thirty three minutes. Okay. So, uh, looking at it, the the average of opening day is pretty crazy. Average games yesterday, two hours and 45 minutes. Mm. That's 26 minutes shorter than last year's opening day. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch any. In fact, no. That's it's fine. We're not locked yeah, in right it's, now. It's not, it's not yeah. done. And the uh, shortest la- uh, game last year in opening day, the shortest yeah. was two hours and 49 minutes. So wow. it's a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal for baseball to get those games Tighter. Tighter. It's, it's just uh, the thing that I noticed with the clock the most was just like it, it is tough to look away as an at-bat is going on. Because I think a lot of the time, mm. you know, you throw a pitch. It takes like 40 seconds for the next pitch. Maybe in between pitches, you start talking to the person next to you. You look at your phone. You miss the next pitch. With this, it was like, I mean, there's 15 seconds once the pitcher gets the gets the ball. He's got 15 seconds to start his warm-up. Like Otani was getting into his warm-up at like 10 seconds. So it was pretty like it was pretty much you get the ball back within five to ten seconds the next pitch is being did, thrown. Did you enjoy that style in person? How was that? It was better just to watch for okay. sure. Like it was just easier to stay locked in. Cool. And, like I probably sound like a millennial right now no. with my, my attention span is just too short. But it was just really it was just a a more fluid kind of yeah flow to it. I, I guess. think it's interesting because what it will do for fans like. I think for the TV, for people watching on TV, it's like, great, cool. Yeah. I can actually watch a game. But but when you're at a game... It still felt long. There's a casualness, though, about yeah. the game that, you know, when it's longer, sure. you don't really care about the game. You're just at a game. Yeah. And then you go, ah, okay, I can leave now. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Marcus Stroman had some comments yesterday. He, the pitcher, he said, I don't think people really realize that it just adds a whole nother layer of thinking. You got to be conscious of the clock. You're trying to yeah. worry about the pitch. You're trying to worry about the guys on base. You're trying to worry about your grip. Yeah. There's so many things going on. He gave up three walks, three hits while getting eight strikeouts. He noted he's a pitcher who's able to step off the mound and breathe when I need to. That's like what sure. he likes to do. He said, I don't have the opportunity to do that anymore. He can't like just take a step. <sighs> okay, let me get my bearing straight. Yeah. Breathing is very important to aligning the body and putting yourself in a perfect position to deliver the ball to the plate. Like I said, I think it's messing up a lot of guys' pre-pitch routines, which can ultimately affect how they pitch. It's interesting. It, it is. Yeah. And I mean, it, it absolutely can. It's a big adjustment. And it, yeah. I, and that's why I'm not going to take anything away from it. I, you know, never played baseball or softball mm-hmm. in my life. And, um, yeah. I could use an extra on my softball. Team. No, I, I will not commit to anything, <laughs> anything else. Um, <laughs> I can't. Um, but yeah, I, and and I get that. Just you know, wanting to be your best and and the the technique that goes into it. But I also think like I think there's a way for these guys to adjust to it yeah. and to find a way to for sure breathe quicker. Or but there talk. is an adjustment to sure. it. I mean, when you play yeah. the, a, a game a certain way, 
all your life. Yeah. Get to the majors playing it that way. And then you get here and it's like, all right, pitch clock, let's go. Yeah. It does move fast. I mean, we're literally seeing the evidence of games being far shorter than ever before. Mm-hmm. Now you wonder what a quick game is going to look like. Is that going to be under two hours? Whoa. It says yeah. right here that the shortest game yesterday was two hours, 14 minutes. That's an NBA game. That's tight. That's super tight. That's tight. Let's keep it moving. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely hear Strowman's argument there. It does feel like, you know, there is a certain rhythm, but also, I don't know, like, yeah, like you're saying, you got you just got to kind of adjust. Yeah. In college basketball, there's a 35-second shot clock. Yep. In NBA, there's 24. Yep. I don't know if it's that's not necessarily apples to apples. but Did you stay for the entire game? <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. I don't judge. See, Jason no. Ross judges this. Jason Ross is the type. It could be no. a seven-hour game, and he's there. I'm happy. I'm just here. I'm uh-huh. Jason. I, I said I, I would lie about this, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> we left in the bottom of the eighth inning, and the A's scored immediately after we It's left. kind of funny you choose to get, no. you get to the eighth so, and so, leave. So it was we wanted to see Otani and Trout one more time, and then once they once they, they walked, uh, walked Otani intentionally. So you said, like, oh, it's okay to leave a game. It's okay to leave a 0-0 game? Yeah. It's, yes? It, you know what's crazy? If you don't care about the result. There, yeah. There's that, and there's 161 left. It's an hour. You're already there for an hour, 45 minutes. What's another? I've got magic. You to know play what though? At 10 Here, the morning. other, the biggest difference is it's not like he's going. Oh, all right, I'm leaving. Let me walk home and be back in 10 minutes. It's yeah. time to drive 90 minutes back to Sacramento. Yeah, thank you. Dude. If it's yeah. a postseason game, that's where it's different, right? Yeah, it's for sure. Zero. You had it. You hadn't even watched the score. Soccer, soccer Chris, fan over here. I cannot tell you the last. I, the exactly. last time I stayed at a full baseball game. Was a playoff game, and I'm not even saying the last that, time. I'm not saying that it's bad to leave a game early. I have no problem with that. You hadn't even seen a score. <laughs> this is the whose pro- fault is that? Why should so? Why <laughs> yeah. should why should yep. I think that a score is coming then? If it's like eight to eight, then it's like all right. Why didn't like, you leave in the seventh? Prob- because I because Otani and Trout were coming up in the next inning, yeah. and I was like, yep. well, I'm so, here to see greatness. If these so fools hit a homer, that's what I came here for. If they were coming up in the ninth, you would have stayed. Probably. Because it would have just then, like you're saying, I would have just been like, oh, it's like 20 more minutes. What's 20 more minutes? That's a problem with baseball. It's yeah. always been kind of a casual sport. Hey, it's on every day. Every the day. The result doesn't matter. Oh, also, it's just hey, like. Exactly. Like, this is 161. Like one of 161. Like, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll see the next one. I'll be back. That, it doesn't create that type yeah. of like, I have to be here yeah. for nope. it. Nope. Also, I'm a casual. Yeah. Like, I'm, not, exactly. I'm not a diehard fan. Exactly. Like, you know, if Kings fans are leaving. You know, with two minutes to go in a tight game, sure, that's that's a problem. And Brooke in the chat is insane. I sat ever at a River Cats game until one a.m. one time, seventeen innings. Why? I, I mean that that you must have been really young and just hanging out because there's, there's no point in that. Yeah. All right, we got a break. We're late again. Cool. I'm on fire today. Sick. It's Deuce and Mo alongside Chris Watkins on Sackdown Sports 1140 and com. Sacktown Sports. I heard Kevin Herter on with Dave and Jason today. They're on Portland recording interviews. Um, that was interesting hearing him talk about how they play at home versus the road. He goes, yeah, we just play better defense on the road. I'm like, well, let me actually look back at those numbers because I haven't seen them lately. Yeah. I knew it was a pretty significant gap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's worse than I thought. At home, the Kings have the number one rated offense in the NBA. 
They're 29th in defensive rating. Bad. At home. Not great. Bad. On the road, they're 5th in offensive rating, 10th in defensive rating. See, why are they Chris's so, face why? says it all. So why, why oh. do you say they're so, why are they so good on the road? Or why are they so bad at home? He was saying that there's like a mental relax factor is what he called it. Oh. You know, the classic MRF, mental relax factor that we all Murph. talk about. Yeah. The Murph. Murph. <laughs> Murph. Um, and he just said they have to be better defensively. And I'm like, that's so interesting to me because this Kings team, with how good they've been on the road, you expect them to just be a better home team. And their, their home record isn't awful, but, mm-hmm. you know, Golden State, Memphis, Denver are the elite home teams in the NBA. The Kings' home record is very similar to their road record, but they've had some disappointing losses. We've seen them get off to slow starts at home and have to, like, grind it out against shorthanded teams. Well, that that mental relax factor's got to change, like, now. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, how they change that, um, I'm sure it's going to shift in the postseason. Right. But, hopefully, like, exactly, because like you're saying – it needs to shift now. You uh, when's the next one? Sunday. Sunday against Sunday. the Spurs. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday against the Spurs. Like we've seen these games be like the trap games or the games that you're not coming out strong. You're not doing your thing. Why not have it be your pure point of emphasis? There is no relaxing. We have to take care of business on the defensive end and be locked in. It's truly an effort thing when you see them play the their best defense, right? It's mm-hmm. not like, oh man, they're such great individual defenders. It's like, no, they are just so focused and locked in as a team moving on a string mm-hmm. and that's what makes them that much better. Yeah, I wonder how much of it is just like them feeding off of the crowd's energy too at home where it's just their offense is, if I'm not mistaken, their offense also averages like something great, like five or six or even like 10 more points per game at home. I wonder how much of it is just like their off. They feel like their offense is humming so much that uh, they feel like you know just for whatever reason that the that the crowd's energy can take them through just offensively because that's what it seemed like. I test wise, it just feels like a lot of the time this team feels like their offense is so good that that's going to be their defense that can that they, bail them out at exactly. home. And yeah, I and they maybe come in just relying on hey the the crowd's going to be in the things right exactly. And they kind of know that on the road, I mean, that's that's part of the issue with playing on the road is you have to create your own energy. Mm. You really have to, when you're coming out there, obviously you're going to come to a lot of booze. Not a lot of people are going to cheer for you if you have a big dunk or anything. So you have to, you have to as a team, kind of build your own energy. And that, that's usually the struggle for teams on the road is just trying to not let, you know, when the other when the opposing crowd is getting loud, you can't let it demoralize you mentally. That's staggering, though. 29. It's it's almost so big that it's like, is it even like, is it just a random thing? Yeah. You know? I mean, there, it's just enough of a sample size. Though. Definitely. So 29th sure. I mean, in defensive yeah, rating at home, 10th on the road. Do you factor in the other team, too, where it's like, hey, we're getting up. We know Sacramento. They're chanting light the beam. I don't want that beam lit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. We know we got to lock in against these guys on the road. So that the other team kind of lock it in, too. You've heard it every single every single opponent, you guys. It doesn't matter if it's Laurie Markkinen talking about how he doesn't want to see the beam yeah. or whoever the hell it was last time yeah. um, talking about the beam. There's been several players that have mentioned the beam. And yeah, you, of course you want to shove it to the team right. that has something fun going on. And I feel like that's what teams are doing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if like 
there shouldn't be though, right? Like there shouldn't be extra motivation just because I don't want to see. Sure. Like I don't. I just. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's more why I just. I don't think that it's. There's really much correlation. I think it's kind of just one of those weird stats that. So you're you're saying my, the stat I dug up yeah, means nothing. Nothing. Not a single thing. I am not. I didn't. I don't mean Kevin that Herter said there's a more, mental relax with the Murph. That it's the Murph. The Murph. I, I don't believe in the Murph. Wow. You don't? No, I just think that it is. Oh, so you th- you just think they're 29th in defensive range. They're just a bad defensive team. It, can you explain to me why they don't play defense at home? Do you know? That's, that's why I, I think it's just an inexplicable. That's why I just think it's an inexplainable. It's just random, random fact. that on the road they play. Why are you great. yelling? And because do you, you even believe mad. in the beam? Like, what mad. are you? Are you even a Kings fan? <laughs> I do believe in the power of the beam. Okay, so he believes in the beam, but not the Murph. That's what is that? Was that was that you, Chris? Was that you and Simone out there? Oh no, this wasn't me. What is that? What is that <laughs> awful drop? It was one of the people outside celebrating uh, the Kings playoffs. Chris, it's some people what? confused it's her so for you. Not Chris. What was it's that? It's so <laughs> not loud. What are they saying? Like, like the beam. beam. Let's go. Oh, I just heard just. Same. <laughs> I thought it was something here. I, That's what I, I thought. thought. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I just opened up the Twitter. Um, we gotta. Can we play my? You yeah. Play, my yeah. Okay. play the light. Okay. This is th- Morgan loved this call so much. I did too, to be honest. It so was just night, a fun. It was a fun <laughs> sequence. It was just such a crazy game. Yeah. Stockton lost their playoff game. They were the number one seed yeah. at home. Lost to the Sioux Falls Sky Force. I told Morgan before that like, I'm worried about that game. Yeah. We they were. Just, they yeah. just came in like 12 days ago and dropped 144 on Stockton. Had 70-plus points in the paint. This was a grinded-out game. Yeah. Kings lost 98-97. I watched the uh, the last, like, two minutes on my phone at the A's game. It was, really? Uh, yeah. Mm. Didn't love that last last shot. Mm-mm. No, they, not, they struggled dealing with the zone defense, yeah. Bobby Jackson's group. Yeah. Uh, here's a sequence, though. Namias Cato with two blocks in a row. Deuce, you don't have it up. I Morgan, I do have it up. Hold on. Now I do. <laughs> He drives on Kata, and that was a mistake. He erases it. Kata again, get it out. Namias Kata with the block. A one do. Oh! You like that? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's the good. most dynamic duo in sports media. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I'd tell you if that was you trash. That was would you tell me on air if it was trash? Or would yeah, you probably, because hey, it'd probably be a funny bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Chris doesn't really hold much back. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. true. Yeah. I mean, the other day he's like talking about like, oh, the Kings just uh, uh, made the playoffs in such a long time, and every question was, so did you think it would take this long for them to make it back to the playoffs? <laughs> Dude, I bet you Chris, if anything, was a little <laughs> underwhelmed because by the call. Mm-hmm. Because what I've noticed, the way that uh, G League and Stockton Kings cut things, they cut off half the call. They I don't mean, like. They so don't good. let. It, I mean, they don't let it like. Right. Like yeah, they didn't bleed let through, and I'm like, yeah. you guys, like, I want to see he the highlight, it. but I also Again. want, I want to hear the story. <laughs> the Wandu. <gasps> there's so, there's so much of this that, like, it's just an art form, and I just want it to be fully, fully executed. That play but. was great, but I want to hear more of us. No, yeah. it is not even. I, I, it's other calls that I'm saying. It's even other highlights that I'm yeah, saying, not they just cut ours. highlights where it's they truly are just like, oh, we don't care about the audio attached. Yeah, to it. it's, it's just, just like the video. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh. And the, I the care even yeah. when it's another yeah. play-by-play voice because I'm like, there's something else that they were just going to tell that story. Like, that's nine points or that's, you know, yeah. like, that was his yeah, 40th let it, yeah. let point of the game or right. I want to know. Add yeah. context to the tell clip me. for sure. Do you ever, like, have pre-planned, like, 
play on words in your head? Like, Kate, I don't know. No. Nias is probably a hard one. But Everyone asks, like, hey, do you ever come up with, like, oh, you got to get a catchphrase. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. They just kind of come, They got to come naturally, right? I don't know. I know some people, and I'm not trying to hate on you everyone's got, the got their own style. Yeah, and that wasn't yeah. like, hey, let me sit down and come up with some yeah, ideas. Yeah, exactly. Or I did, the one I did this year. Yes. Drake's <laughs> album drop. Was, uh, oh, come on. With DJ Stewart. Uh, 21, yeah. 21, sure. can you do something yeah. for me? 21! A lot of people did that, though. Can you do something for me? I'll be honest. I think I was the first first. play-by-play guy to do it. 100% because the album had just dropped and you had... Yes. Yes. It was the perfect scenario. I'm going to have to talk to Mark Jones about that one. Oh, for sure Mark did it after. For sure. No, I just heard about him doing that. Someone sent that to me. No, he's been doing it for a while. Like, I don't don't know. I don't know since day one. I will not say since day one. he did it before me? What I'm saying is he might have gotten it from you. No, 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 no. no. Mark's Mark's <laughs> no. creative enough to to get that on his own, definitely. Um, but do and, and think one about had it. To have, his, one had to come his, first. Uh, Mark, Mark is ESPN. First. Mark is ESPN, and this is NBA G League. This is NBA TV yeah. at times. This is ESPN Plus at times, for right? Sure. So, like, even if it is there, Mark's is going to be noticed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, All right, coming up next, we look ahead to Kings Blazers Part 2 tonight. And what do the Kings have to focus on this last stretch of the season? What's the mindset? We'll talk about it. It's Deuce and Moe alongside Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140. Live and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. NBA.com has their MVP ladder. Damanis Sabonis moving into the top five. Now. Wow. No way. It's been that good this year for Dude, the Sacramento that, Kings. It's just cool when other people validate that, you know? They're top five right now. You got Sabonis five ahead of Luca now, Luca. as he should be. As he should, but you know, again, media wise, like, is he gonna be? Yeah. Uh, they've got Tatum four, Giannis three, Embiid uh, two, Jokic one. Interesting. And you remember, everything's gonna be weighted towards Luca. <laughs> That was a good one. Yeah, that was good. That was a good, that was a good um, one. Sabonis in the fifth spot. Here's what they say. Nobody expected to see Sabonis in this spot, just like we wouldn't have anticipated Sacramento's surprising run of the postseason. Sabonis had 15 points and 12 rebounds Wednesday, a victory that both clinched the Kings' first playoff berth since 06 and halted the NBA's longest postseason drought. In 74 games, Sabonis leads the league with 61 double-doubles and posted his 12th triple-double on March 21st. Interestingly, uh, Sabonis has uh, the NBA's longest double-double streak this season at 23, and he's just the second player in franchise history to tally double-doubles in 23 consecutive games since Oscar. Doesn't count. That wasn't Sacramento. Mm -mm. I don't like any stat that goes, hey, it's the longest since Oscar did it. It's like, no, Oscar. I love Oscar. He did not do that in Sacramento. I don't acknowledge the franchise history prior to Sacramento. Sacramento era. Is that rude? Mm No. No, because also those stats are broken. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. especially Oscar. Like, yeah. all of Oscar's numbers. It's like Will. I mean, like, all of his numbers. Like, no one's going to have 65 triple-doubles in a season or whatever it was that he had. Like, he, yeah, that, those those numbers are broken. Yeah. When Will remember. played in the league, the key looked like an actual keyhole. <laughs> I mean, Will has some of the – like, he has 50 and 25 in a season. Like, how do you – how does one average 50 points and 25 rebounds in a season? They and play in that era. Yeah. Like, That's it's how. just 
it, those numbers are you can't you can't compare. I'm really distracted right now. Morgan, right before this segment, threw a can. It's in the trash can right behind her. I don't know how she and missed it, and the can is just sitting there. She looked at it and went like this, waved it off, and then was going to let it sit there. I was, I mean, go- was going to so put distracted. it in. Okay, you know what's so hilarious? Distra- you know what's hilarious? I literally didn't pick it up and put it in the trash can. I'm like, oh, It'll he's going to say him. this is distracting. <laughs> yeah, but move. no, yeah. obviously it's me, Deuce. I'm the problem, not figured. the can, yeah. not anything else that is in the way or that I do. It is me. It is me. It is me. You're just I'm the problem. Never, it's me. You never get that where there's like a random sock on the ground and it just distracts you. And you're like, I have to go move that right you now. You would be so pissed if I was distracted by something so simple. I do know so what simple. you're talking about. Yeah, like you're watching you're TV and there's something that's like out of place that's yeah. not normally there. And you're like, oh, damn, I got to move. Or that random like gnat that is like flies oh, on your TV. Yep. Like, Come on, man. Flies well, that's different because it's like a bright. It's, it's also mobile, you know. Like yeah. that was just kind of that was there. just I don't know like, sitting there. It was just in my line of sight. <laughs> in your like, why didn't yeah. you just put it in the trash? You know, because I was going to at the break to try not to okay. distract you, <laughs> and then instead, all it did was make problems worse. <laughs> um. So Sabonis being yeah. yes. fifth in the MVP ladder according to NBA.com. Is De'Aaron mentioned in that? De'Aaron is not. Uh, Interesting. The, the next uh, part of the list is Luca, SGA, Julius Randle, James Harden, and Jimmy Butler. Oh, James Harden should be above De'Aaron Fox, really. Uh, and five more. This is just listed alphabetically, so outside the top ten: Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis, De'Aaron Fox, and John Morant. Okay, cool. I mean, honorable mentions. What, what's yeah. cool, though, I mean, if we would have said before the season, hey, Sabonis is going to be in the top five of MVP voting, dude. The way they talk, the yeah. way they talked about that trade. Mm-hmm. Like, the Kings traded for some random guy off the street that mm-hmm. nobody had ever heard of, and he's going to be in the top five of MVP voting. Dude, I told, I'm going to tell this story right now, because I told this story the oh, other night. Story time. <clears throat> and, uh... During an NBC broadcast after the trade, there was this guy that was behind, like when our when our oh, our right. uh, mm-hmm. desk was turned the other way and the crowd was right behind Darker us and could times. literally reach us, like touch us. And he's reaching over and just screaming at the, like picture Chris Verlaud times 10. Yeah. Like his projection of his voice. Oh my God. Times 10. <laughs> and he's just That's screaming. That's the loudest boo, human ever. Boo! Boo! It's not even boo, it's boo! And my mic is catching it in my yeah. ear. I turn around and I'm like, hey, what's the problem? You know, when we're at commercial and he was like just yelling at me like, like this sucks. This trade sucks. Tyrese Halliburton's the best. This organization doesn't know what they're doing, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, just trust the process. You know, like just trying to yeah. calm him down. Yeah. And he's like, no. And like screaming, screaming, screaming. <laughs> no. And it was so bad that people online were talking about him. Yeah. They called him the boo man. And it was like his dad ended up coming online and was like kind of harassing me a little bit you know whatever we got in like well adjusted it was weird right i don't get in these conflicts it was weird the other night kings clinched the playoff same guy i'm at the beam same i get to the beam at (laughs) boo man comes up to me and he goes hey i i'm boo man i'm like oh my god like (laughs) is that really how yeah oh my and i'm like or boo guy or whatever i'm like oh my god i totally totally remember and he's like (laughs) i I just want to apologize and i'm like for what and he's like you know, I was wrong about the trade, and I'm like, don't apologize. To- and I'm like, I'm like, wait, I mean, not for that. You, yeah. And I was for like, no, else. no, it's it's totally fine. Like we're all wrong. It's sports, you know. Like we're gonna be wrong about things, you know. But he was super angry about it. He's like, no, I was just really wrong, and blah blah. And it was so cool 
Chris, we had a moment. I even started crying to him because it was just like, I was like, look how cool sports are. You know, it's bringing us together and allowing us to hold ourselves accountable, but also be together. We all want the same thing. We want to win. And look what Sabonis is doing now. And that's what's crazy. Even wow. your own Kings fans here in Sacramento didn't believe in that trade. Not, I mean, some, I you like know. You tied that back in. Is, yeah. Is, is there just one Boo Man or is there a couple Boo Man? There's Boo-man. one. There's only one. Oh, and okay. he, so they can't start a Boo Man group. They, they, Chris, I <laughs> And he's really nice. He's really guy. nice, and he's a big Kings fan. Gotcha. <laughs> this is the it was just, it was just a moment for him. Like Blue Man Group? I, oh, no, I got yeah. it. Okay. I, I got hope it. that Boo Man is... Um, I hope he takes this as a lesson learned. That you just, I think he will. You can't overreact to anything. Like Even if things seem absolutely terrible, even if you feel like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to your sports team in your life, just remember it's your sports team, and it's really <clears> not that important, and it you, really isn't going to affect your actual life, and... You can be wrong. You probably will be wrong, and you should just wait it out. And it's okay to be wrong, but just don't like don't, don't be so to be, confident. Yeah, reactionary so, about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, essentially, don't be so confident in your reaction because yeah, there's here's a good a chance that you that could be wrong. I think, man, it sounds like I'm not a, saying don't react. It sounds like either. I'm being it's a politician like, right now, but sometimes with the media, man, when the media, <laughs> the national media is on, yeah. and you know, it'll if get you. If you're an up, NBA yeah. fan, let's just say you're kind of like a casual NBA yeah. fan. You watch Kings games. You've heard of. Sabonis, but yes. you don't know. And then you turn yeah. on, you love Halliburton. Then you yeah. turn on ESPN. Oh, what are they saying? And everybody That's true. is slamming it, not going, "Hey, we'll see what happens." But they're going out malpractice, yeah. embarrassing. What yeah. are the Kangs? League needs to step in. You're going, oh my god, like this is yeah, terrible. I was sure. already mad, but yeah. <laughs> look at what these guys are saying. Yeah. And so it just adds fuel it's to that. True. Fire. There is also a very like Sacramento thing where like when national media attacks yeah. us, it does feel very personal. And mm-hmm. like you're calling me stupid, you're calling my place stupid, <laughs> yeah. and you're using your national platform to degrade me as yeah. a person and where I'm from. So there is a little bit of tribalness to it, which I definitely understand because I fully feel that as well, like when national media for the past 16 years has just been killing us. So I understand that. And the ones holding themselves accountable from here all the way up to the national media, yes, I give appreciate. Give Boomer credit for that. He yeah. Did, he did Yeah, come major and, credit. Yes, he did. He and did, celebrating uh, at the beam. Exactly. That's, a full, that's what we like to call for full circle moment. Yes. So the playoffs are coming soon. They are. We think we get anxious during these regular season games. The Kings trying to inch closer to a playoff spot. Yeah, there's some anxious moments. That's times. How are you? How do you think you're going to act come playoff time in a tight game? Uh, probably pretty negative. I'll yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'll melt down. If you stay tuned, coming up at noon, we are bringing someone on this show that is going to help all of us because we're all going to feel yeah. this way. Forget Mo's minute. She's an amateur. She's okay. terrible. We're not doing that anymore. Far, but Ariel Castillo from Halftime Yoga and Wellness is going to be joining us live, oh! and she's going to give us some steps on how to deal with this during okay. playoff time. Yeah. So let's Love just a stressful moment. Yeah. Oh my God! The Kings just allowed a twenty-two. One, we're on. What are we going to do? We're going to breathe. You're not going to go to Twitter no. and say something stupid. We're going to figure it out. Hopefully, she can help us. We'll do that I coming hope. up next. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan. The Kings are in the playoffs for the first time since 2006. It sounds awesome, right? It sounds very awesome. It does. 
But I think most of us don't remember totally what it's like. We have memories of playoff games. Mm-hmm. Oh, remember this great moment. Oh, this painful moment. But dealing with the stress and anxiety that comes with the playoffs? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I get a little intense. I don't know if you know this. Oh, you get intense on a Tuesday night game okay. when you're okay. feeling like the Kings okay. might lose. Yeah. Don't you need to this. watch yourself, bud. Don't do this. So, <laughs> I know Chris Verlot and Morgan thought this would be a great idea. Let's bring on someone who can help us through this during the playoffs. Uh-huh. There's going to be stressful moments. Imagine 18-2 to two run. Kings game one, they're down 20 nothing in the first quarter. Which in the NBA, don't worry, but uh, I'm worried you're going to worry. So let's bring in Ariel Castillo. She is with Halftime Yoga. How are you doing? I am doing great. I was doing my own breathing exercises because I heard the intro music from the break and I got all, all hyped up. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are you a Kings fan by chance? Or do you? Yes, for purposes of this interview appearance, absolutely. Yeah, Amazing. I can tell you're a hardcore Kings fan. Okay. Um, <laughs> obviously, we have not experienced the playoffs in 16 years. And so, you know, watching sports can be stressful sometimes. And it sounds like you work with a lot of, or you're around a lot of different sports fans, especially in the soccer world. And those games can be high-stress games. So what is it that you usually do with them when everyone's freaking out and wants to burn down the entire stadium? (laughs) Yeah, so I also got my start in sports media, which, as I'm sure you know, is like the most friendly and rational place. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, so that's where halftime yoga was born out of just telling everybody we needed to take a collective chill out. And the nice thing is that basketball, you know, football, the football that I work in, American football, they all have halftimes built in where everybody can take a collective pause and reset. Um, so I got a couple breathing exercises and just a couple like little tension relieving things if you want to give them a shot. Oh, Please. Uh, 100% I do. Hold on. Let me just put the picture out there. All right. Kings are playing Warriors. Okay. It's game one. Everyone's amped up. Okay. Curry. Oh, God. This is, I, I, you know no, what? No no, 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 no. Let me. It's game one. Kings have a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter with three minutes to go. Okay. Curry just took this game, put it on his back, and the Warriors just took the lead. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. I would freak. I'm okay, freaking okay. out. So there we go. With that said, <laughs> we're in this moment. There's chaos surrounding us. Walk us through it. Okay. So the first exercise I'm going to give you is called, uh, sometimes it's called interrupted breathing. And what it does is it just interrupts your breathing pattern. Okay. So what you're going to do is take a big inhale through the nose and then another quick inhale at the top and then open the mouth and just sigh it out. All right. So let's do that for reps. So another big inhale, inhale at the top again, and then just let something go. Could you imagine all of Golden Ones that are doing this? Yes. That'd be great. It would sound very calming, though. Yes. It would. Very oceanic. Um, so you can try a couple of those, and that'll kind of interrupt one um, like thought pattern that you're having. Um, and another exercise that I practice when my own team is playing to keep myself from doing, you know, all the weird rituals that I do, like knocking on literal wood. It's called <laughs> it's called equal breathing. Okay. Um, so there is a very important yoga text that tells us that calmness of the mind is actually attained through exhalation. And a lot of times in a stressful situation, um, fourth quarter, 
uh, we tell ourselves to breathe in deeply, but then we forget about the out breath. So equal breathing, we'll breathe in for four and out for four. And that makes sure that our brain is kind of getting oxygen, no matter like what's happening. That's out of our control. Okay. Cool. All right. So we're going to breathe in and out through the nose. That helps us concentrate and get a little bit more calmer, actually important detail. So I'll count us in and out for four, like two times. And you let me know how it feels. Okay. All right. So let's breathe in two, three four, and then out, two, three, four, breathe in, two, three, four, and out, two, three, four, let's do one more, breathe in, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, and then just keep your eyes closed here. Maybe put your hands on your thighs and take an after picture of how you might be feeling just after those first few breaths, really focusing on the exhale. I feel like Steph Curry stopped going off and the Kings found a way to come back into this one, Deuce. So you feel optimistic already. I love it. I Yes. Oh, one hundred yeah, yeah. I feel good. Percent. I feel good. I, I will say this. I thought she said equal breathing, meaning you go through the nose and out through the nose. You're going out the mouth. I thought that. You they, know what? Whatever works, right? Like she was doing it wrong. Though. Oh my God. Are you calling me out? Yeah, I was because I heard the, and it was a little distracting. And you were pointing at me, which is, <laughs> but, what the hell? You know, I, I want to say, Deuce, part of the yoga practice is keeping your attention focused on yourself. Don't worry about what Mo's doing. It, 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 was, it was hard, though, because all I hear in the microphone was more in. Ah, and yeah, it was so just, then you, you let that just calm you like, you know, the waves of an ocean. Okay. That's, that's, good. that's a good point. That's a good point. Oh my God. These are great. This is, can, this can be very helpful in stressful. I mean, just in life, but seriously, during the playoffs, there are going to be anxious moments where you feel like the the walls are caving in at golden one center and you gotta, you gotta rally through it. So you don't go on Twitter and say something stupid. Right. So before anyone out there wants to say something stupid on Twitter, (laughs) take a deep breath or do we, and what is the, what is it called? The even breathing practice? Yeah. Equal breathing in and out. It doesn't have to be for four. It could be eight, six, three, whatever lets you exhale. Like the exhale is so important y'all. Wow. And how much, if you're to recommend to people, and we've been doing this on our show, Morgan busts out of Moe's Minute, but it's like uh, one breath. For people who like haven't done breathing exercises before, how, how should they start? Like, is there a certain length they should go? Like, hey, just do it for a minute, you know, guided meditation. What do you recommend? Yeah, I recommend uh, breathing exercises as a great way to get into meditation because a lot of times, like, you think you're supposed to sit there and be Zen or even listen to a recording, and the recording stresses you out because you're just like, oh, what's going to happen to me. Um, so I love these easy breathing exercises and my answer is, you know, a minute is great. Two minutes. Great. Um, you don't want it to actually stress you out further. So you just kind of do a little bit at a time and increase it for reps. And then, um, it just gets a little bit more simple the longer you go. You know what I've noticed in some of these breathing things and just even over time in like yoga classes and other scenarios of meditation, when men are faced with it, I feel like there's insecurities involved. Like they're afraid of truly breathing and like letting that breath mm. out. And like, they feel 
they feel some sort of insecurity about it. What would you say to those people out there, and, and especially sports fans that might be feeling that way of like, I don't know if I want to breathe like that in my seat at Golden One Center. Well, first of all, you could write me on Instagram, Halftime Yoga. But oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually, so my clients are like 70% dudes and I totally get it. Um, going to a yoga studio is like kind of, you know, it can be very embarrassing and weird. Um, well, if you're sitting in your seat at the stadium, the nice thing about breathing exercises is that nobody needs to know you're doing it mm. <laughs> because generally there's going to be like, you know, the in-house DJ, there's going to be people freaking out all around you. So probably I'd say, don't worry because everybody else is in their own world of stress. That's great advice. I love it. I love, I appreciate you uh, spending some time with us so they could follow you on Instagram, halftime yoga on Instagram. How, how do people get in touch with you if they want to check out your stuff? Yeah, they can go to um, Halftime Yoga on Instagram, send me a DM. I'll send you a free video that's for back pain <laughs> for sports fans specifically. And because um, I know y'all need to stretch. I'm the same way. I'll sit on Saturday for like hours and it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> or just go to my website, halftimeyoga.com. Thank you so much. And Thank we, may, you. we may have to tap in with you again during yes. the playoffs if necessary. I love it. Good luck. Best of luck, y'all. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Oh, Mario my God. Castillo. Don't you? Okay. Well, two things. Don't you feel better? One, two. Did you learn something about how you need to focus on yourself and not me sometimes? No, I also just learned how, like, you can do a better job of following instructions. Okay. Like, I was locked into what she was saying because I was bought in. You were clearly like, I'm an expert on breathing, where I just nope. let myself be vulnerable and learn. So, something you should keep in mind. We're going to be back in 60 seconds on the radio side. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140 and Sacktown Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Set Town Sports. Well, if you want Kings playoff coverage, this is the spot to be on air online. Go to SacktownSports.com. Plus a YouTube page. Dave and Jason did a ton of interviews out there, including one with Kevin Herter. Keegan Murray was on with them. Harrison Barnes. He talked to Jade Triano. You can catch those on the podcast. Also on the free Sacktown Sports app. Plus... We got our guy Frankie Cardicelli, who's also in Portland. He's been covering things for SacktownSports.com. You got to read his work there, but he'll be on with us at one o'clock. Hell yeah, live from Rip City, Portland, P Town. Yeah, some do call it P Town. Yes, very strange. Nick definitely did. Why not? Um, Mike Brown did a podcast interview with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein, and there's some interesting comments on there. Um, he was talking about. A lot of things, one of the things he was asked about was handling playoffs. How do you handle the playoffs? Here's uh, Mike Brown. I think they'll handle that okay. But the reality of it is, when we get in the mix, that's what I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting to see. Because when we get in the mix, that's what I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting to see. Because... I, you know, and, and I asked our guys if they watched uh, Golden State uh, play New Orleans uh, last night or a couple nights ago. And, you know, a couple of the guys raised their hands. And so I, I said, what stood out? And one of the youngest guys on the team, Davion Mitchell, did not hesitate. He said, the physicality of the game. And I said, you are 100% correct. I said, for us to get from here 
to here during the regular season, eh, that was pretty easy. Because if you're organized, if you compete, uh, if you're you're healthy, relatively healthy, and you get a little lucky, it's pretty easy to be in the mix for a playoff spot or, or even a play-in spot. It's hard as heck. I mean, it's hard as heck to go even from here to here, you know, especially in the postseason. And this is something they haven't experienced. And I said a lot of it will stem from how physical the game's going to be on both ends for close to 48 minutes. And if you're not ready for that physicality, and I'm not just talking physically, but mentally also, if you're not ready for that, it's going to be a short out. And so I'm telling them the truth right now. And they will know if we whether we play Golden State or anybody else, they will know that those teams are coming for our neck. And as soon as they see an ounce of doubt in our eyes, it's a wrap. That's the one thing I'm going to make sure our guys know is I don't care what's going on. We cannot give them a feeling of doubt from us. We got to take it to them first, second, or third. And, and third. There's Mike Brown. How about that message? And it's true. We were watching that Warriors-T-Wolves game, and when we talked about the next day, we're talking about, man, they let them play. Mm-hmm. It felt like a playoff game. They were being physical. They're grabbing. They're pushing. Yep. That's going to happen in the play- We know this is going to happen in the playoffs. So this is where the, I think the Kings benefit so much from having Mike Brown and that coaching staff. They've been through it. They know what it's like. They, they've literally coached championship games. Right. So they know what it takes to get there. Now it's on the players to kind of embrace it. I want to see them start embracing it now as opposed to the first game of the playoffs. Embracing it now also has to do with the way that they're conditioning, right? Mike Brown understands the conditioning that goes into um, trying to win late in the postseason. And... That's why you got to keep playing your guys. That's why it's important to keep playing your guys. And not only just to keep them fresh, but also because you're going to have to last a much longer time in the postseason if you want to be the best team out there. And I think when you look at what Mike Brown has done for his squad, also him talking about as soon as a team sees that you have any doubt, any doubt wearing on your body language, they're going to capitalize on that. He's seen his Warrior squad do that to other teams, and they do a fantastic job of it. And that's why the Kings, they have someone telling them in their ear, don't show it, don't do it, don't let up, because as soon as you do, someone's going to take advantage. Especially a team like the Warriors, who can literally suck the life out of you. Yep. It's the reason I call them the uh, Dementors at one point. Oh. You know, from Harry Potter. Remember I used to call them that years ago? The, the mentors? Those... Did you really call them that? Yeah. Oh. Long, long time ago. Why, are, for... why are people so into Harry Potter? I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I like the movie. You don't like Harry Potter? You don't like the movies? I mean, you know what's funny? It was good, and now it's like, you look back on it now, and it's like, oh, it's not great, okay. but okay. 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 But Dementors. <laughs> dementors. They'll suck the life out oh, of got you. It. Okay? Got it. Okay. Um, the other thing that he was asked about was the coverage. Like Brian Winhurst saying there are teams who want to play the Kings in the first round. Here's what he had to say about that. Well, I, I, I'm a, uh, let's see if I can. I don't know if I can find it. Uh-oh. He got bulletin board material already. I know that last answer, I felt like I was in the locker room already. 
<laughs> so this, so our video coordinator, a guy named uh, Charles Allen, Chuck Allen, and uh, this, this is what I sent him right here. The Kings of the Mark. Kings are stuck in the three seed. That's where they're going to finish. The Kings of the Mark. All of these teams smell weakness on the Kings, not only because they haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years, but because they're not a good defensive team. And if you're the Warriors, who's planning on a long playoff run, they love the idea of being able to drive in the first round series. That's an advantage. The Warriors want the six, which is why coming back from 20 down last night was one of the biggest wins of the season to get and stay in that six seed. <laughs> so so, so we, we, we know what the narrative is. And, and, and they know what the narrative is too. And, and you know what? That's fine because we deserve it because we haven't done anything yet. And and if we and if we're as good as we think we are, we'll change. We'll change that narrative, dude. He doesn't take it personally. He wants to do something about it, and right. that's what I love. But where was that on? That was on his phone. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> Mike Brown had Winhurst comments uh, on his phone yep. to show the team. They got to the video guy, and they're. Yeah, this is what they think of you. We talk about bulletin board material. Now it's just like group chat material, right? You send that out and go, look, did you see this? This is how people around the league view you. Yep, this is the narrative. Change it. Like Change what, it. Yeah, if, and, it, and that's what I love too. He's honest about, it's the narrative because, I mean, he's not wrong about certain things with our defense and where it is ranked and everything, but you know you can be better than those numbers. So why not be better than those numbers? Why not push through? Why not surprise the NBA world? And they sh- they've shown they could do it on the road. I know we talked about it last hour with Chris, but it is staggering to see that they have the 29th rated defense at home and 10th in defensive rating on the road. There's got to be some in between there. They may not be as good as a top 10 defensive team. That's fine, but they shouldn't be as bad as 29. Can they be that middle ground? Because I could tell you this, being 25th in defensive rating come playoff time, you keep playing the defense that they have been playing, it's going to be a quick out for them. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's oh, not yeah. going to be an easy situation if you don't play with that edge, that physicality, and that mindset. You have to do it on your home floor. You do not want to waste the fact that you have home court advantage in the first round. Do not let that disappear by coming out in a game one and crap in the bed. You need to come out ready to go get the fans engaged. And to me, it starts Sunday when they're back here against the Spurs. You just have to have the mindset of, we need to establish these good habits before the That's postseason. It. That's it. And you can't rely on just the energy of the crowd to be like, okay, this is what's going to take us to the next level. No, you have to rely on what you've practiced all season long and the effort that you know that you can give on the defensive end. That's what you want to see. You want to see De'Aaron Fox pick somebody every single time at the top, right? With that resistance, make putting on that perimeter pressure. You want to see your second line of defense coming over in the right spot and help. Because you're playing the San Antonio Spurs. By the way, without Pirtle. They had Pirtle the last time yeah. that these two teams played. And Pirtle gets his against every single squad. They don't have Pirtle anymore. So what are you going to do? Zach Collins, watch out. Watch out. Jeezy, oh my god. Bootleg g Easy, is that what you called him? <laughs> he kind of does look like that. You know, he's been putting up some nice numbers for the Spurs. I, I've always liked Zach Collins. He's just Can't come back from the injury. Issues. Former, yeah. Former Kings draft pick. Remember, he was I traded know. on draft night. The Kings moved down and got Harry Giles and Justin Jackson. 
very nice guys. <laughs> Is that mean? That's not mean. To say. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, the way you said it was like you were being mean. No, it's... You, you didn't have to say anything. You had to drop the... Yeah, Giles no, and Jackson, I think very nice people, guys. People like to make fun of... It's they. They didn't. They didn't say, "Hey, you have to draft me, or you're gonna die." You know, like they were drafted, and yeah. they in in at the time the organization was looking to draft some really nice guys, and that's exactly what they got. They did. Little did you know that there was actually a threat by Giles and Jackson to the Kings, and said they literally did. Oh, I didn't. Draft. I didn't. Yeah, wow, breaking news, yeah. huh? Okay, we'll uncover that soon. Yeah. All right, we'll take the break. Coming back, we'll talk some more NBA. A big-time injury that could impact one of the Kings' first-round opponents. We'll discuss that and more. It's Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports 1140. Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports. For the second consecutive game, the Kings are taking on the shorthanded Blazers. And for the second consecutive game, they enter tonight's contest 14-point favorites. And as Chris just mentioned, something we haven't even mentioned yet. What? Kind of cool. If the Kings win tonight, they clinch the Pacific Division. Which you go, what do divisions mean anymore? Hey. You know what? I They probably don't have the same meaning as they once did. They didn't. But it's still don't. a Pacific Division that, by the way, before the season, no one thought the Kings would win. Mm-mm. Because it features the Phoenix Suns, the L.A. Clippers, the L.A. Lakers, and the Golden State Warriors, yet it's the Kings at the top of the division and winning a division title is cool. It is cool. No, I mean, no. there will be no banner in the rafters. There will be none. I mean, they already have some. They might, honestly. Oh, yeah. seriously? I mean, they already have two up there for the Pacific Division. That do they, they really do? Oh, Are you? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. As I say, there will be no banner up in the rafters. I mean, they might. I mean, I think it's cool to acknowledge it. People want to clown it. It's like, oh, it's not a championship. Well, cool. Is it? We can't celebrate the moments. Like, it's fine. No, like, and you can celebrate the moments, you know, whatever it means to you. But, I mean, obviously it matters, too, when it comes down to tiebreakers and everything within um, a conference. So, it's nice that either way, not only are they accomplishing something that they haven't in a long time, but that it could just put them in a good spot. It, they don't need it, but it, that it would have put them in a good spot if they needed to be. Imagine if you had bet before the season that the Kings would win the, the the Pacific Division. I wonder what those odds were. Yeah, check it out. Um, but also, I would not bet because I... Well, you're not allowed to. Well, but. one, I'm not allowed to. But two, I just like... Even when we talk, when you came into the show and you were like, ah, oh, the, the Kings are 14 and a half point favorites. There's some things that I don't understand with betting. I understand um, point spreads. Yeah. Um, but like... I never remember like what plus something means or minus something. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. They're all, plus... all I know is the Kings were plus four thousand odds in the preseason to win the division. Now they're plus one seventy. Ayo. What does that mean, Chris? Do you yeah. Know? What does it mean? So if you bet one hundred dollars on a plus one seventy bet, that means you get one hundred seventy dollars in return. Okay. So wow. if I bet one hundred dollars on a plus four thousand. I'm sorry. No, that's not four thousand. It was forty thousand preseason. Uh, if you bet a hundred dollars, yeah, that they win, then you get forty thousand dollars. No, that can't be right. That's what it is. So someone could have bet a hundred dollars that they were going to win the Pacific Division and I, won forty thousand. I can't believe that it would be that. I, this is. I'm just looking at preseason odds, but 
I could be wrong. I'm not. A, I, I'm going to stop talking about this because I know nothing about okay. gambling. Okay. I know someone who got uh, that bet on the Pacific Division in November, and I believe it was to. I believe they bet five dollars to win one hundred and thirty dollars. Wow! So that would be like plus twenty six hundred. What a, what a win. Plus 2,600? I think so. See, like, why can't they just make betting easy? Well, that is it. I, <laughs> I mean, mean it's like, pretty once you easy. get to know you just it. Have to, you know, sometimes yeah. in life, you actually have to learn something to understand it. So, like, it's you know basically I mean? like two and a half to one. Don't talk to me like that. You want it to be broken the hell down? Is that? I'm just saying. What was that? You see that, Chris? Chris, don't laugh at that. Just take a quick No, you're, you're encouraging bad behavior. We got. Oh, yeah. You know, I was doing that earlier, too. That's my thing. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned before the break about an injury that could impact one of the Kings' first-round opponents. Minnesota losing a Kings killer, Nas Reed. He suffered a broken left wrist, expected to miss a significant amount of time, according to The Athletic. Over the last six games, Reed has averaged 19 points, five rebounds, 45% from three in 21 minutes per game off the bench. That's a that's a big loss for them. It's a huge loss. And I, just going to, obviously, before we break down the basketball side of things, the human side of things for Nas Reed and what he's been doing late in this season, especially coming off the bench, and not even late in the season, when, when Cat was down and really just having to step up, you think about what he's accomplished and becoming a free agent next season. I just hope that this doesn't affect everything too much i I don't think it is it's a risk i mean i don't know it'd be fine i think i'm less concerned about how it could impact him financially i think i'm more just concerned for minnesota it's just you lose depth and he's been an important guy to go off your bench and have a guy that can come in bring you energy especially in the postseason when sometimes you need to lean on that a little bit if cat gets in the foul trouble you don't have that guy anymore no and that's where i was going to the human side now i'm going to the basketball side of things it's exactly it it's i mean not only do they not have that depth and that thing about not only did he add that by producing on the floor on the offensive end the defensive end but being able to be that energy spark off the bench deuce he added so much for these guys and it's it's a tough loss for them um do you think it affects them a lot and when i say that like does if the kings were to go up against the t-wolves in the first round would you feel more confident now that they don't have nas reed uh i mean okay this this is i'm just wondering if i still think minnesota can win without him but it hurts okay it hurts okay you know, it's it changes their rotation a bit. You know, they lose a guy that comes in, can go dunk on somebody's head, plays hard, and can hit some threes. It's not – he played 21 minutes a night, super productive. Yeah. I don't think it kills their chances, but it definitely hurts them. And now it's just like, all right, how does everything fit with Cat and Gobert, too? You know, Cat got off to a nice start against Phoenix the other night. They end up losing that game. Uh, that And that's when Nas Reed got hurt, was in that game against the Phoenix Suns. So – um, some games to watch in the NBA tonight. Yeah. Let's see. Warriors host the Spurs. I mean, if you're bouncing around, you might want to check that game out, I guess, at some point. Just, Just see so how the they... Warriors are doing. Hey, uh, the Spurs have anything to worry about? No. That's uh, what I Lakers T Wolves, very intriguing, just for playoff positioning tonight. Because okay. as it currently stands, the Lakers have, you know, they, they've hung tight. They're now at 500 on the season, they're in the ninth spot. They are a half game behind Minnesota 
for the eighth spot. So, you know, Lakers obviously that's that's tight. That's tight. And for the Lakers, it's crazy to think with everything that's gone wrong for them. LeBron missing that much time, AD missing time. They are only a game and a half behind the Warriors for the sixth spot. Now, season, there's not a ton of games left, but, you know, it's interesting to see how they've kind of hung in there. Yeah, I think that's that's been the most fascinating part about it because it was, I I mean, you look at this Lakers team from the start of the season to trade deadline to after the injury, the health, Russ, everything. They've had a different identity throughout the entire season. Somehow, they're still hanging in there right there. Is that at all like the power of LeBron, the power of AD? Is that where these... The power of Austin Reeves is what we're calling it. There we go. Okay. My bad. It's amazing how much Reeves is being celebrated now. I like that he was asked the other day about the uh, Caruso comparisons. He was asking some podcasts. He goes, "Um, what do we have in common? We're white. And we hustle. Yeah. We play in the NBA. And yeah. I don't know. So, we're, yeah. The Reeves high. No, because you know what happened yesterday? Chris Mannix had a tweet. Ooh. I got to pull this up. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I like Chris Mannix with Sports Illustrated. But? He wrote a, a column. And there's a but to this? Here's his tweet. LeBron is back. Anthony Davis is great. Austin Reeves is unstoppable. Oh, no, no. It's time to accept reality. The Lakers are winning the West. I'm so sorry. What? You can't, Did LeBron pay him to, to put that? You cannot say that stuff. Wait, I'm just confused as to what... Okay, again. So when he's wrong, is he going to apologize? No, no, it'll go unnoticed. Got it. will not say anything. That is, I don't under, like, that's someone I trust that covers the league. And for him to say that so confidently, it, I'm sorry, is there something he knows that I don't know? Do they have that special, what What was the, the Space Jam drink? Special, special juice? I forget what it's called. Whatever. Whatever it's called. And it, I'm not trying to minimize the fact that he has been productive, but like this is just kind of prisoner of the moment stuff with Austin Reeves. He had that yeah. 35 point game. He had a 25 point game. He followed it up with 11, 13, and 19. He's still averaging 12 points a game this season. Can we go ahead and like tap the brakes on Austin Reeves unstoppable? Like we're getting to the point because of this sample size. We're gonna put LeBron, AD, and then Austin Reeves. Is that the is that the big three now? Is this is this is where we're going? The Lakers hit five hundred, and we're going. Hey, accept reality. They're winning the West. No, they just lost to the Bulls at home the other day when Vucevic got ejected in the second quarter. And, I don't know why we do this. And I I just I don't understand too. Like Austin Reeves, no matter how you look at him. If you and if you want to compare him to Alex Caruso, role players mm-hmm. like big role players, but role players. And with AD and LeBron, it, Anthony Davis is playing great. He really is. I mean, however Chris Mannix wants to put it, sure, whatever. But even so, like we're seeing how important it is to have team basketball down the stretch. And this team, it's not like they've created something that has 
shown us that they could come out of the Western Conference. Austin Reeves, by the way, in the month of March, played 14 games, including four starts. Is averaging, and I'm not taking away. I think he's been super good for them. But like to put him in unstoppable category, it, 17 he, points, six assists on uh, productive shooting, 55 percent from the field, 35 percent from three. You got to be careful. Let's not be calling guys. Oh, come on. Like, we barely called De'Aaron Fox unstoppable, and he truly is in fourth quarters. But come on now. You're not putting that out there. Wow. Coming up at one, by the way, we've got Frankie Cardicelli live from Portland, Kings and Blazers tonight. It's Deuce and Moe on Sacktown Sports, 1140 and com. I gotta get an Elk Grove Honda Honda. Rivercats fans, join us on Tuesday, April 4th for all the pomp and circumstance that the 2023 home opener has to offer. The smell of hot dogs, the chill of an ice-cold beer, and the crack of the bat. Purchase your tickets today and you'll be able to say that you saw the Giants' top prospects before they made it to the show. Tickets are available now at rivercats.com. We'll see you at Sutter Health Park on Tuesday, April 4th for opening night with the Sacramento Rivercats. Hi guys, it's Mark with Coastside Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with ED and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical advancement that has helped thousands of men. Our wave technology is backed by 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge University. It's been shown to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, but we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results. You're going to love that one, guys. Trust me. This unprecedented offer is worth $600, but it's free to those who call in the next two minutes. Call 916-603-2000. That's 916-603-2000. Guys, put a stop to your ED and get your life back. Call Coastside Medical Clinic now to qualify. 916-603-2000. That's 916-603-2000. Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan. We were just talking about news stations during the break on YouTube.com <laughs> slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Going over the roster of elite newscasters from over the years in this market. Specifically KCRA3, where the news comes first. Elite, dude. And it's dude, like, so I mean, elite. when you really break down the, like, I don't know, do you want to call it the craft of being a news reporter or anchor, it's it's evolved over time. It's not about talking at you. It's about being crisp, but being loose with it, um, and and talking with you, the the viewers at home. What about Ty Steele, who used who? to be at Fox Forty, and now he's at KCRA Three? One, his name, it's got to be fake, right? You, you know Ty Steele. Oh yeah, he's, oh yeah, dude, chiseled face. He's like your typical like news, but he's really he's a, good. He's a news guy that you would cast in a movie. Yes, I think I'm pretty yes. sure. and that would be his name in the movie. Who's the other main guy? You're so good at names. He's always with like Edie Lambert, Golston Dart. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just yeah. fantastic talent there. <laughs> I know. I know. I would cast them all. Yeah. Someone <laughs> in the chat mentioned Christina Mondanza. Yeah, Del Campo. Oh, she's thinking about Del Campo icons: Christina Mendonza, Dusty Mm. Baker, Matt Barnes, Deuce Mason. Like it's yeah, 
Let's go down the it's a list. Legit list, man. It's a legit list. Speaking of news, I, I had this ready to go here for good. Yeah, what? We're supposed to do story time with Christopher Lott. Are you prepared for this at this hour? Oh, yes! It's that time of the day where Christopher Lott gives you the stories that you need to hear. Or maybe not. Story time. Can you imagine if this was a new segment on KCRA 3? Yeah, it's time for story time with Chris Verlaud, baby. Let's go to our newsman. His name's Chris Verlaud. What do you got, man? Where the news comes first. All right. So we've had a couple days off. So I just want to. Did we have the story of the Cleveland, Ohio father that pled guilty? I, I don't know. <laughs> did an alligator eat him? No. Okay, then no. Cleveland, Ohio. This comes courtesy of WJW. Desmond Ramsley pled guilty to a felony can't count of aggravated assault which was reduced from complicity to commit murder and sentenced to 18 months in prison and two years in probation after he tried to put a hit out on his son. He tried to put a hit on his own son? Yes. How old was his son? Uh, he's an adult. Okay. okay. Oh, well, oh, so that's okay. Oh, okay. You know what? Honestly, not that big of a deal. Okay, then proceed. Ramsey left a voicemail offering to pay someone $5,000 to kill his son. That's it? I'm but sorry. He was, if you're hiring me to kill someone, <laughs> what's your going rate? Like at least a, like a half mil, yeah, maybe a mil. Yeah, like I mean, five thousand dollars. Inflation is tough on people. You right can now. do a lot of other things for five k. Yeah, five thousand. <laughs> like a lot of other to things. To murder someone? Come on. So the interesting thing about this was how he was caught. Because he was no one number off from calling the person that he wanted and ended up calling some random business. The business got the voicemail of this guy saying, like, hey, I'll give you $5,000. Go kill him. He, they say, like, hey, police, we just got this phone number. Here you go. So that type of yeah. thing. I hate how much I relate to this story. And Morgan knows the story. I'll let you finish, Chris. So Ramsey admitted to making the calls and said he had been drinking and had a fight with his son the day prior. The person Ramsey intended to call told police he would never have gone along with the plan. And the man's son even said he did not believe his father was going to hurt him and did not participate in his father's prosecution. What? Ramsey told the judge during sentencing, I can admit I was not being a good father. (laughs) Thanks. I'm glad you could admit that. I would never hurt any of my children. I'd die before I let anything happen to my children. You were willing to pay someone only 5K hey, he, to murder your son. He had a couple pops. We all do yeah, that every yeah. once in a while. What is your story? So my story is that I had a situation where I called the wrong number and the cops showed up. So when I was a teenager, <laughs> must have been like 13, I was at my friend's house. And this was back in the day. Like, Hey, let's do the jerky boys thing. Yeah, kind of. We're, so we went to prank call his sister who had her own phone line in the house. It's not like she didn't have a cell phone, okay? Uh-huh. This is like early 2000s. So I called the number. I'm going to kill you. Blah, 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 like something crazy like that. Yeah. Okay? No, no, nothing that you should be Just doing. But this to- is all contained within the same house. Same house. Yeah. So it's same not house. even going. You're no, planning no. on it not even going out with, anywhere. With the, yeah. With yeah. the sibling right next to him. Because right. we had that with my cousins. We do that when someone had their own line. Yeah. yeah Which is so funny, everybody. It's so funny. Great bit. So I called you the thing. Hang up. Think nothing of it. Uh-huh. Think nothing of it. Half hour goes by. The cops show up. Hey, are you guys making threatening phone calls to people? 
I was like, no. There was, a, And so we denied cops. Like, okay, well, just make sure you guys aren't doing that. My friend's parents were like, what are you doing? Did you they can't... know? Did yeah, they, they knew. They were but like, how embarrassing is that for me? For you? How... Yeah, I'm at my friend. I'm not even at my own house. I'm at my friend's house using their phone to prank call their daughter and be like, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> this dial, cops show up. <laughs> like, what a stupid kid you were. Did you ever find out who's who you called or? No. Whoever it was was just around the corner, obviously. But if they call the cops again, I will. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next story, Chris? All right. Oh, it's we were just talking about this earlier before the show oh. started. Oh, sort of. Uh, Oak Hill, Florida, W-E-S-H. If Elon Musk is going to invest in your school, he's probably not going to ask for money up front. Correct? You would think so. He, he probably is like, hey, I'll give you millions of dollars, yeah. but you got to give me something first. Sure. Unfortunately for this principal, she did not know that. Jan McGee found out the hard way. She found that out the hard way. She's the longtime principal of Burns Science and Technology in Oak Hill since 2011. She said she was scammed online by a fake Elon Musk. And after spending months talking with the person, they asked for $100,000 up front in order to invest millions into the school. Oh. Luckily for the school, the business manager found out about the plan and canceled the check before it was cashed. At a PAC school board meeting on Tuesday, administrators said McGee was repeatedly warned that it was a scam. They said, we told you a bunch of times, this is not the real Elon Musk. There were also other issues that led to a toxic work environment and can, and they could no longer wor- work under her. That is when Jan McGee resigned. Just to be clear, the principal of a science and technology yes. school was getting... Falling for that. Although, let's be honest about it. What? Elon's doing a lot of things right now that don't make much sense. He's ruining a social media platform. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's believable. Like, yeah, you see what he's doing with Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, like he'll do anything. <laughs> yeah. Her name's J- Principal Jan. Uh, Principal Jan. But I would love to see this. Like, Jan, this is <laughs> fake. It's not real. Thank Elon you. Musk isn't asking for money. But look, it is, says it right here. All I have to do, 100000 and we get... You know what's what honestly makes me a little sad about that, Chris, is that like desperate times, desperate yeah, measures, and yeah. like people, their minds just click differently. Like, no, 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 because like this could be the way out. This could be the thing that gets us over the hump. It's not Jan. Okay, I think I got time for one. Yeah, more. do it. Do we want to go to Phoenix, Arizona, or Columbia? Arizona. All right, I'm going to go to Columbia. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know why I asked. <laughs> Columbia. This is courtesy of CNN. So we've had Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Then we had, remember, we had cocaine cat. Mm-hmm. Now we have cocaine hippos. No, 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 no. Don't worry. The hippos do not have cocaine in their system. Oh. Okay. I just imagine like hungry, hungry hippos, but with cocaine. They're just bags of it's cocaine. Scary. Yeah. Columbia is planning on relocating 70 hippos that are descendants from the drug kingpin Pablo Escobar. Hmm. I read this story and I, it's, it's so sad, but go on. 10 will go to a sanctuary in Mexico and 60 will be sent to a sanctuary in India. So in Colombia, they have a really bad problem with these hippos. The government says there's between 130 and 160 hippos in the wild that they are not meant to be in at all. But there's no natural predators for them. They easily just get around. They've been multiplying. 
These hundred and possibly 60 hippos all started from a population of one male and three females at Escobar's ranch. So in 93, after Escobar died, he had a huge exotic animal, like, zoo, basically. It's not illegal if Escobar is doing it. (laughs) So they moved all of them, but they didn't want to move the hippos because, hey, it's way too expensive to relocate them. Now they're going to spend $3.5 million to get around half of the hippos out of Colombia. Only half. That's so many. Yeah. No. And it's like destroying the environment there. Oh. It's Dangerous like they're going to take over. Just like Florida with the pythons and the alligators and the mosquitoes, killer mosquitoes. Like, that's going to be the hippos over there. Just because they didn't want to move four hippos. Yeah. Those, now they're moving 70 of them. Those hippos are producing, oh, oh, huh? no, oh. Well, yeah. It's a I lot. mean, what else are they going to do out there? I don't know. Hang on. I just figure they swim around. And eat. Yeah. There's nothing to eat. That's tough, dude. Actually, they have no problem eating. So once you get done hanging out and eating, what's next? Mm. Good point, Chris. Zay in the chat says, have you guys seen a hippo eat a watermelon? Yes. It is insane. Yeah. It's like nothing. It's like you eating a jelly bean. Yeah. Not even like a Jolly Rancher, a jelly bean. Yeah, they're like one of the most dangerous animals in the world. Correct. And they're so cute. They're cute. Oh my god, a baby baby, baby, baby hippos, hippos are cute. They're pretty ugly, I must say. Baby hippos. You're just like when they're first born. Okay, I don't want to know. Is what... there anything newborn that's actually cute? Like a... when it, we're talking about fresh. Newborn. I think giraffe. a giraffe. Yeah. When they're first, yeah. born. When they're first born and they're trying to stand yeah. and they're trying to walk, but they're all like slimy and wet. I mean, but so you're saying immediately, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, saying nothing, it. nothing comes out not slimy and wet. Like, are you kidding me? Like killer whales well, are yeah, pretty cute. Like, do you so know stupid. how the how like life works, bro? I'm so stupid. All right, coming, like coming out dry. Like what? <laughs> coming up next, our own baby, our own little baby, our dog. Did you, get, did you sit in the middle seat? Oh, My little Frankie. Uh, Frankie Cardicelli is going to be joining us live from Portland as he is covering Kings and Blazers. We talk to him next on Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com. Sacktown Sports. Headlines. I'm Chris Verlotte with your Sacktown Sports Headlines. The Kings are still in Portland after their 40-point win on Wednesday and have another game to clinch. This time with the win, the Kings can clinch the Pacific Division. And with the with that win over the Trailblazers, that would be the third Pacific Division win in Sacramento history. You can find out more about tonight's game with our Kings insider, Frankie Cardicelli's preview on SacktownSports.com. You can listen to tonight's Kings, game, Kings Trailblazers game starting with game night at 530 and tip-off schedule for 7 right here on Sacktown Sports. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that lowering the minimum age to enter the NBA draft are no longer part of the league's labor talks at the Players Association, so the one-and-done era will continue into the foreseeable future. Those are your headlines. Now it's time to get back to Deuce and Mo with our guests, our Kings Cowboy, Frankie Cardicelli. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. Happy Friday, hanging out. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Kings Blazers tonight. Our guy who has been covering it all at SactownSports.com plus YouTube.com slash SactownSports1140. Frankie Cardicelli joins us live from Portland. His coverage has been awesome, so make sure you're reading it. 
whether it's at SacktownSports.com, on the app, YouTube, he is killing it. Frankie, how you doing, man? Going. Good to see you. Happy uh, post-clinchmas. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. Yeah. yeah and- kind of... You go ahead, Deuce. No, you're, I'm glad you mentioned that because it kind of feels like after Christmas, you open up your gifts and it's like, oh, this sucks. It's over. Oh. And that's why you kind of feel with like tonight's game where there's so much excitement. I'm trying to get myself amped. They have a chance to win the Pacific Division tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like interesting to, to flip the page. And Jason and I were talking about, I mean, what should we look for? I mean, there anything else that needs to be like any milestones coming up for any players or anything? Um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's interesting and, Harrison Barnes said it this morning uh, on his interview with Jason and Dave plug uh, that 50 wins. It's a goal for him. And a couple other guys have mentioned that too. And I think it's important to them and um, kind of a measuring stick for teams you've seen make the playoffs or go on those runs before they're 50 win teams. And uh, maybe that's some validation on, on, on the part of the players and whatnot, but a 51 season would be huge. It hasn't happened here since 2005. Um, So I think finishing the season four and two, that's definitely doable. Um, So I'm just, yeah, watching them, seeing them kind of keep moving forward and move the needle there. But uh, it's going to be an interesting feel after what happened the other night. And even though it was a game that was ugly early um, and then late was ugly in a different way, like a completely different direction um, tonight's game will have a different feel, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Now that it's, you know, the post clinch miss vibes, Deuce and I were kind of talking about this earlier. We're like, this squad needs to develop good habits the rest of these games. You know, what? even in a game like tonight or Sunday against a bad team, do you, do you get the sense from just even being there right now in Portland that they're going to have that same mentality? I know they practiced yesterday too. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the time to kind of go through and, and you know, trial by and trial, trial and error to kind of figure out what works, what doesn't, because – if you can't do it now, when can you? And um, some different rotations, maybe some different things. I mean, obviously, Alex Len's been playing at the backup five the past couple of games. Is that something that the Kings are doing in the playoffs? I'm interested to see what happens over the next couple of games um, at that position because that's the one, to me, glaring issue the Kings have right now. It's it's the depth at the center spot and, of course, the length. We know how much of a problem that's been all season. But Alex Len, who won the defensive player of the game, Shane, on Wednesday, he's been getting some good run and yeah. played some good minutes the other night. I mean, he was someone who was really good for them back in 2020 when they first traded for him. I mean, he was impactful for them then. And uh, can he be impactful in a playoff series? I mean, it depends on who the Kings are matched up with. I mean, Jason and I were running through the the matchups and who they could play. And if they played the Clippers, I think that, that could be a series you use Alex Len because they go from Zubosh to, to Plumlee. Um, but then there's some other series like against the, the Warriors don't really need a, a, a true backup center. Not really. I mean, they have Looney and Green, uh, Anthony Lamb. So um, it just to me, I'm watching for things like that, the small things and kind of also hoping to see them get some guys some some rest down the stretch. Obviously, if the two spot is is available and if the Kings win tonight and the Grizzlies lose again, you're one back with five to go. That's doable. And Jason and I also mapped out the Grizzlies and Kings both play. Uh, the rest of the way they play on the same night, the rest of the season. So mm. it'll be easy to keep track, but that's fun. Yeah. Easy to keep track. But if, as long as that's there, I think the guys are going to be interested in that. But if they fall, you know, three back with four or five to go, um, I think resting Fox and Sabones for sure should, uh, should be a goal. couple things. You're talking about Alex Len. I think the one surprising thing for me this year with Alex Len is that it's taken him this long to get this chance. Yeah. Like, they have clearly been searching at the back of five spot, and Chemezi Metsu's probably got the most legitimate run out of him, Holmes, and Lyles. But 
it's wild that it, it took this late in the season for Brown to go, all right, I need to get him in. It was the most minutes he's played since that game he started when Sabonis was out against Denver. Yeah, it's it's kind of been a a treacherous road, I guess, the the backup center. I mean, you go from – we're trying to figure that out too. It went from Rashawn to Mezzi, I think back to Rashawn briefly, to Len for a minute, then to Lyles, back to Mezzi, and now we're here at Alex Len. So um, it, it's just something that what, – what needs to happen for – this team to find some stability. And again, I think it might come to a matchup basis. I don't know if the team's going to find stability at the backup center yeah. until this off season. I mean, we'll have to see who's out there on the market. I think you mentioned what, Nas Reed. I think he's an upcoming free agent. I mean, he can play some four or five. Um, Trey Lyles has played small ball five. I don't know if that's something that you want to have um, full time. Obviously, there might I'm be some sorry, better. Frankie. Yeah, uh, Deuce is looking at me weird. He, you know why, what? Frankie? Because when you mentioned Nas Reed, he just kind of looked like yeah, yeah. What? 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 Because Nas Reed wants to play. He just. I think, oh. I think he's going to want like a okay. more a a starting better, role. Yeah, bigger role. I mean, he's right now stuck. You got Gobert. You got Cat. You got Kyle Anderson. There's just a lot of guys. You come to Sacramento. I don't know if that's going to. It's going to open up anything more impactful for him. I don't know. This team is zero depth center behind Sabonis. I mean, you knock on wood if Sabonis misses four or five games. I mean, even if he's not, even if Sabonis is playing, I think he could play, have a larger role than Minnesota. They have a log jam of forwards and centers. I mean, the Kings don't, that's one thing they don't have at all. It's just a name. It's yeah, just an yeah, option. No, it's fine. But just, Morgan but, just looked at me weird, so we had to address yeah, it right if away. We di- if we didn't address it, then you, it was gonna hang I don't us. even think the show could have continued. Yeah. But um, we'll to end it. the other thing I wanted to ask Frankie about was uh, earlier today, we were looking at NBA.com, and they have their new MVP rankings, and Domas Sabonis right there at number five, moving on up ahead of Luka Doncic. Uh, does that surprise you at all? No, I mean, I think that even the national perspective of, of Sabonis and the Kings has shifted so much in one year. And I saw, I can't remember what thread it was, um, just of people's takes on draft night. And someone said, I can't remember who, just, um, it's, you think that the Kings acquired Alex Len in a trade for Michael Jordan on trade <laughs> night when the Halliburton trade went Dude. down. That was what someone put out there. And, yeah. uh, it shifted so much, just com- seeing where that happened a, year, a little over a year ago and where they are today that Sabonis has been that guy. I mean, he's been a guy that's led the Kings to be a top three seed in the West. I think he's top one, top two in win shares. I mean, he's leading the league in double doubles. We all know what he brings every night, but um, the leadership and the 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 need to be available. He wants to be out there with his teammates. And that's another thing Harrison Barnes said about the importance of playing 82 games or trying to play in every game is he used Sabonis as kind of inspiration. When Sabonis went down, he's like, I can't, like, I can't miss, I can't miss time right now. He can't afford it. Um, and that's huge to me. That's what being a leader is. It's being an MVP is in my opinion. And, uh, he won't win, but he's deserving in my opinion. He's as deserving as those other teams. Yeah. Obviously what, what Giannis and and Embiid and those guys have done is incredible. And those are two of the best teams in the league, but, um, the Kings are up there too. I mean, the Kings are, have proven that they're a team that's going to make some, hopefully make some noise down the stretch here and for sure in the playoffs. But, um, so bonus has been to me, uh, one of the main things and, or main piece pushing it forward. Yes, I remember someone really funny joked that it, it, people reacted as if the Kings traded for Arvidas Sabonis, his dad, right? You've used this joke so many times. Oh, so many is times. Is that my joke? Yes. Well, he brought up a joke and I want to add one. No, you, but like, he said Deuce, the Michael Jordan one for. Deuce, you've been using this joke <laughs> all season long. Frankie, do you like my joke? Frankie, don't lie to him right now. 
No, yeah, nay, yeah. Oh my god. You can't Yo. sit on the fence either, Frankie. I have, I have supported it's fine. You. That's why it's funny. There you I go. I have supported you so much, Frankie. You supported really? me. You, you, you were saying my legs are dangling off the plane like a kid <laughs> or something. Deuce, I like the joke. Thank you, Chris. Oh, the you. first time I heard it. Oh my god, there we go, Chris. There we go. And you know what? It really wasn't a joke because that's how people react. That's true. Okay. Um, Frankie. Something else we were talking with Chris Watkins about last hour I thought was interesting. Kevin Herter was on the morning show today talking about um, how they play at home versus the road. And he was like, we got to play better defense at home. We have this like mental relax factor for home games. I was like, I want to look at that. Their defensive rating at home is 29th in the NBA. Their defensive rating on the road is 10th in the NBA. Uh, that shocks me that the discrepancy was that large between home versus road. Do you have any theories as to why the hell that would be? <laughs> I mean, that was kind of hearing Kevin say that it was almost like it validated my thought process. Like, okay, it does seem to me like they play a little more relaxed at home. They kind of take a step back. And is that because of the crowd and because of how amped up Golden One Center has been this season? Maybe that is, I, I would imagine that is what he meant by that. But because on the road, you know, you know, you're not going to have any extra help. You know, you don't have that extra momentum factor of having a sold out crowd behind you for you. And it's just, that's the only way I can resonate it is that, that it's because of the fact that at home you are comfortable, comfortability. Um, you just let up a little bit. And it annoys think, me. Okay. That <laughs> annoys me. It's like oh, me too. with, with how many examples we have seen them kind of be at home? And yeah. They're bad. They're just not. For a, good, a team as good as they are on the road record-wise, you would think they would be one of the more elite teams on the home floor with that energy they get. And I feel like maybe they take it for granted. But I, we also talked about this. It could just be other teams getting up, too. They don't want to see that stupid beam. It could be that, Frankie, but it also could be that we were thinking because obviously we have to try and break this down and find what the problem is, but that maybe they're relying on the energy of the building rather than relying on their ability to step up and actually play good defense. Yeah. It's gotta be one of those two or two, three things, whatever it is. It's, it's gotta be just, it's just, you're too comfortable. And when you're too comfortable, you let, you, you let up. And on the road, that's the one thing that most teams try to do is you try to, I mean, I think winning on the road is a huge factor in the NBA. I mean, most of the best teams in the league normally this year, I mean, not so much as far as outside the top two, I think in, in the East or the West um, or three, I guess in the Kings case, you know, winning on the road is what makes teams, you know, championship contenders and championship winners. You have to win on the road. You can't just bank on winning only home games. Um, the Kings, I, that's what I love about them going to the playoffs. I love the fact that they can prove and they can win on the road, but this can't happen in the playoffs. You know, you can't let up and, and give away home games because it's just, it's not guaranteed for sure, as we know, but Golden Monster needs to be a home court advantage, in my opinion. And it, it just hasn't been so far of a season. They played well at home. Sure. Above 500, they've been a good team this season, period. But I, I think that when we think about the home court advantage that we're envisioning, we look back at Arco and what that was like for opponents. Golden One isn't that right now. I mean, it's loud and it's, it's the fans are doing their part. But the team has to do its part as well. You were there the other night in Portland. You're still there in Portland for tonight's game. Let's take us back to that night, man. Mm. What, what was that like to witness the streak come to an end? Anything surprise you about like the post game celebration or right after the game? What jumped out to you about that night where the playoff drop ended in Portland? 
It was cool. It was it was special, you know, and, and a, a lot of Kings media made it down, like Kevin John, Matt George, uh, Jason Anderson from The Beat, um, Del Rogers from KCR. There's a lot of people down there, um, local media. And it was cool kind of seeing that just for, a, you know, what would be a regular season game other years or for the Kings' sake, you know, a, a, a non-important regular season game in years past. Just seeing everybody there and um, engaged and ready to go. And when the game was over, I think the Kings have been so stoic about this whole this whole process, just the fact that they don't want to you know, let this define them. And the fact that the 16 year drought, some people are, have come in and said, you know, I've been here for one year. I've been here for four years, X amount of years, whatever. Um, seeing them embrace it at the end of the game. And, and they were, I mean, they were having a great time. And it's not like, I think we talked about baseball celebrations with the champagne and, and alcohol, like all this stuff flowing. Like they were just in the locker room playing music, just celebrating. I think there's a, People taking turns speaking. Um, coach, I know, addressed the team. They're playing really loud music. I think I've tweeted they were playing like Lil Wayne. It was they're having a good time. And yes. hearing Coach come out too and just highlight it after what the past couple of months have just been them kind of focusing on bigger things. I just think it was something that needed to be recognized because this is maybe the team they all haven't been here for 16 years, but I mean the fans have people that have been on for 16 years. It's really important to them. And the players noted that, and De'Aaron even said after the game can't say it anymore people mm. can't say it anymore mm. so it was cool seeing the players the coaches everyone kind of just really celebrate it for for a night and before they move move on to the next thing because it uh it really deserved to be celebrated and it was special i mean from someone who you know like you guys has been around waiting for the whole playoff drought to come to an end it was just a like a, a mixed feeling of emotions it just was weird to see it and see the x next to the the name and the standings too it's still something i think is is beautiful to look at it is uh but it was cool. It was a great experience. I'll always remember it. Um, thankful to be here. Thankful we were able to cover it. And um, I'm excited for what's next. Like I'm already ready to look at the playoff scenarios, look mm, at playoff mm, uh, mm. matchups. I'm ready for that right now. Wait, before we look at the scenarios, I think Chris has a question. Yeah, you brought him up, Frankie. Uh, who cried more, you or Matt George? Great. I, just, I swear on my life, I did not cry. I really didn't cry. Uh, I wasn't next to Matt. I was actually on Radio Row next to Jason and G-Man. So I was more oh. just transfixed on like what I was like distracted yeah. from watching the game and wanting to like try to listen to what G-Man was saying. And there actually was a good amount of, of fans there. So it was kind of hard for me to hear his call um, like clearly. But I tried my best to go listen to that because that was like a moment I think was as, as special as the clinch is hearing G-Man deliver that call. So I did not cry. Uh, Matt George. Kevin John said he was crying like a baby. Um, but no, I, I, I think I was looked at Jason Anderson, which is like, I can't believe they, they did the dance. Are, are we going to acknowledge that some people just, they saw the cameras on them. They knew. Oh, one hundred okay. billion okay. percent. Okay. 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 Just, just if, if Frankie had a camera on at him, he'd, he'd he, uh, Frankie's like, all right, I gotta, Frankie yeah. would have done what other people did and just wipe fake tears. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not much of a crier. I don't. Know, I don't cry ever. Oh, do you want I, that challenge? I will make you cry. Right. Yeah, now. let's make you him cry. Make cry. Let's make him cry. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just kidding. You're so. Our um, goal is to make Frankie cry by the end of the season. Love it. You, you can try. You guys, you guys pile on me every day. Uh, you can't break me. Okay. That's <laughs> challenge accepted. He is pretty resilient. You're such a little guy. I can break you. You're a little guy. Oh my god. I keep coming back. I'm just. Kidding. I keep coming back. Um, I have a question for you guys. Play a little yeah. game. Yeah. How much did my playoff ticket to the last Kings playoff game cost? I know this. Uh, Kings Spurs in, in at Arco Arena. It was Friday, May fifth, two thousand six. Cinco de Mayo. 
Wow. A playoff we game. only celebrate Clincho Day. <laughs> Cinco de Clincho. Uh, Cinco de Clincho. For perspective, I sat in section 216 upper level, row R. So <laughs> oh, it goes up to R? I think it goes to T. <laughs> I think it did. T. So QRS. Any guesses on how much that ticket cost? May 5th, 2006, the last time the Kings played a playoff game in Sacramento. Frankie and Chris. Me first, Chris. Go ahead. Um, 2006, I'll say $125. Oh, it, I don't think it got that ridiculous then. I'll say 55 $47.50. That's it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. For, uh, like, on that playoff run, too, I thought those tickets were always, like, impossible to get. Not, and no, so you like, got to remember mind. 2006, what people forget, it was kind of a tail end, yeah. right? Like, you were coming off teams that it wasn't on the come up anymore where it's like oh we're great we have this is to awesome. be there we're gonna win a championship this was like the kings got off to a terrible start that year traded for our test that group had the best record in the nba i think post all-star break that year and things were looking good just a totally different team but i think a lot of people in sacramento were spoiled at the time i was like yeah i i bought that playoff ticket on online a ticket master at wow. the time yeah 47 dollars and 50 cents to sit in I, 216. I don't think it'll be like that this time. Huh. So. Yeah. I think you're right, Frankie. Yeah, what do you yeah. think that's going to, game one will cost upper level? Let's just say kind of a similar seat, upper level. Okay. I know. I think I know. Face value. Face value, I think it's going to be like 540. No, no, not face yeah. value. They're not going to, face value would be like what the Kings are charging for. it. Oh, I, yeah. maybe 340? No, no, it'll be like one to ones. Really? Yeah. I think it'll be like 150. Yeah. I mean, the last the last wow. game at home, the, the Minnesota game was like 160, wasn't it? So I think for a playoff game, it'd be probably a little more than that. Like maybe See? 180, 200. Yeah, but weren't those mostly like the second? Resale? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I just saw people for having like they're freaking out about it. So. I think the, I re- the resale value is going to be like five, probably. Okay. I think the get in is going to be like five. Well, what? Who's going to be in attendance? Have you guys talked about this already? Like, who do you think will come? Will there be any special guests at the first playoff game, you L- think? Or, eh? Like, you know, former players or something? Yeah. Maybe. Like C Web or something like that. That'd be cool. I mean, That'd be cool. Brad Miller will be there for Has sure. Anybody yeah. called Greta Gerwig, see if she can come up here? No. 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 Don't um, her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is there anyone that would, you know, pop the crowd? It would have to be a former player. And, yeah, you know, like. Like Weber. Weber. But we, and we've, wasn't Jason Williams here like last? J-Will would pop the crowd. Bibby. Yeah. Boogie. Yeah. No. Are you serious? Bibby I mean, might legitimately are... pop the crowd if you've yeah, seen him. Yeah, yeah. Wait. I think people would, I think people would freak out if he came. Boogie? I think so. I mean, I think I Ugh. think if anyone comes, it would probably pop the crowd at this point. Isaiah Thomas, oh my god, that would work. Yeah, I mean, that the, the one way would things be are cool. going right now. Marcus Thornton comes to town. Oh my god, <laughs> give me a little Travis, Kmart. Travis Outlaw. It, Travis Outlaw. Okay. Travis Outlaw. I don't think is if they were like, hey, and let's uh, welcome back Travis Outlaw. I think you hear. Do you know who <laughs> Travis Outlaw gets a better response in? Who Spencer Hawes? No, because Spencer gets a reaction. Oh. Spence, oh, but booing? Tra- that's the thing. Travis Outlaw would not get much of a reaction from Kings. What about Chuck Hayes? No. Okay. I don't think he Oh, we would wagon. hear Chris Watkins, definitely. Yeah. I, the Chuck Wagon? Yeah. The Chuck Wagon. Chris I, loves the Chuck Wagon. I think the biggest pops would be for someone like Mitch Richmond or some some guys on the early 2000 squads, like something like that. Okay. 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 Either way, it's not about them. It's about the team on the floor, okay? That's what I'm kind of with, too. I'm like, yeah. Shona, but to me... 
Yeah, that's about these guys. Oh, there's a game yeah. going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, Frankie, by Chris the way. Chris said boo. Chris said boo. Frankie <laughs> uh, is flying back from Portland tomorrow morning early. And I know you sat next to Jason Ross on the flight over. We played a game with Jason Ross one time on the way to Summer League that if you're bored, just say hey, it's early. We don't have much brain power. We don't need to talk basketball. Uh, we played a game called Colleague or Friend, which then kind of morphed into... Would you go to their funeral? Would you go to their funeral? <laughs> oh, so okay. it's a really fun game. It's a really... it's You don't think so, but it's really fun. Yeah, it's, then you just throw out names of people you mute, you guys know and be like, would you go to their funeral? Like throw out Chris Watkins, yeah. throw out Matt well, George. Well, we'd all go to yes. those funerals. Sean Cunningham. I mean, yeah. I go, yeah, I go to Sean's. Of course I would go to Sean's. Yeah. But yes. like, see, you might have... What day is it on? If, right. If it's on a Monday, uh, like, we're, if it's on a Saturday, no. Like Monday, like, yeah, lunch. I can skip work. Um, yeah. No, but seriously, just throw out some names. Throw out this Would game. you go to Frankie's right now? Oh, one billion really? percent. Yeah, because I mean, like, his, when his, is mom, his... his mom would ask. And yeah. and his, yeah, no, his to. mom would be there. I'm that's getting why. on a flight tomorrow morning, you well, know. Well, <laughs> knock on wood, kid. It, it is a fun game to play, though. Just try it okay. out. Just try it out. Throw some random names. At me. It's a good game. I will go up when we're done with this, and I will ask him right now. I'll say a name to him right away and see if he picks it up. Okay. I'll All just throw right. a name at him randomly. I'll, I'll start with you, Deuce. Oh, Jason's probably speaking at my funeral. Oh, really? Yeah. What if UCLA is in the Sweet 16? Oh, he would Jason, still. Jason would be For there. sure. He's Jason would what speak if, at the funeral saying, I'm I'll, finally glad we brought this man to justice. And <laughs> what if UCLA is playing at Golden One Center in the Elite Eight? Also, a couple of things. One, I'm totally outliving Jason Ross. A hundred percent. You're acting like Jason's ancient. Uh, I mean, he's not Is ancient, it like, but like he's... 10 years apart? 10? Oh, 15? 15. Jason could be my dad. Yes. Really? He could be yeah. my dad. Yes. Yeah. No, he yeah. couldn't. Yes. He'd be a young ass dad. He could be, no. He could be Frankie's grandpa. Yes. No. Yes. That's so yes. you're you're just exaggerating so, <laughs> now. You're awful. Uh, my cousin is a grandma that's younger than Jason. Well, yeah. See, see, it well, happens. My grandma was a young grandma too. Oh She's yeah. She's very young. She had her uh, first kid at like fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Dark. Dark. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Thanks. Mom. All right. Well, that's my grandma. You're talking about. She's dead. Yeah. You, oh, okay. you don't talk about my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Frankie, seriously, have fun tonight, man. I'm so happy. You, your coverage has been great at SagtownSports.com, dude. Like you said, enjoy this, man. You've been you covered the All Star Game this year. You're in Portland when they clinch in this long drought. You're gonna be covering playoff games all at SagtownSports.com. So I'm happy for you, man. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. This season's been fun. I'll definitely remember this uh, forever. Sounds corny, but I will. No, that's not corny at all, dude. It's well, you guys make fun of me. And no. Also, how would I thank you? First of all, thank you. Second of all, how would I make it through this whole interview or sit down, whatever, without a Rip City Portland audio burst from Chris? You did not make it all the way Rip through. Rip City Portland. Thank you. Enjoy Rip okay. City Portland. I will. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye, Frankie. We'll talk to you soon. That's Frankie Cardicelli, SacktownSports.com. And this is, he's doing it all season, but off season too. Um, you know, a lot of radio stations have websites that suck. Yeah. Sacktown Sports has people working on stories all the time and not just like copy and pasting. It's like legit stuff. And yeah. You want to make sure to cover it from the Kings, all the local teams, 49ers. It's all at SacktownSports.com and the free Sacktown Sports app. There you go. Thanks, Frankie.
All right, coming up next, we'll get you closer to Kings and Blazers. Should we play a little game of, uh, would you go to their funeral? I'm just kidding. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> it's Deuce and Mo on Zach Town Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sports. Yeah, it's crazy that the NBA and the Players Association sound like they're closing in on a new collective bargaining agreement now. I thought maybe it'd get a little more messy, but they must be on the same page. Life is good in the NBA at this point. A lot of money being made. Uh, the one thing that's been talked about for so long is, hey, just let guys come out of high school again. They're keeping it one and done. Um, I don't know if I'm that surprised by it because you're seeing more and more players just go college for a year and then come out but you know they also have the g league ignite program where they want people in the g league they want to draw attention to that we're seeing scoot henderson who if you're not familiar with he is likely to be a top three pick in this year's nba draft they signed him when he was 17 years old and he's been there for two seasons and he's going to be a top three pick jalen green's gone through that jonathan kaminga um last year who am i missing last year Champ, Jaden Hardy, Dyson Daniels, Dyson Daniels. So a lot of people are going through that program and maybe that's kind of the idea. Yeah. Earlier before that, Jalen Green, did you mention him? I mean, yeah. So it's, it's, and you know, someone like Scoot ended up signing a two year million dollar contract. I think it was for him. So you're seeing that money at a young age, a lot of it. And it's great because then you're not having all of your best prospects go overseas. You're having them within your developmental program right here, right now. But they're not only learning on the floor what it's going to be about in the NBA. They're learning so many off-the-court things of how to manage their money, how to manage their time, their mental health, um, help out others and their families, but like focusing on themselves. There's so much that comes with these contracts that these guys sign, and it's just great that they get to be um, developed the right way. I don't know about you, but I'd like to see more of a European model of like maybe being able to sign like someone at LeBron James, if you sign him to like a G League team when he's 14 years old, I mean, he could play oh, at that age. Like an academy type deal? Yeah, I think it would be better because like what we see with these kids, these high school age kids is what are you good at right now and how can we make you better at that? And it's like a college is like, okay, I got you for a year. I don't need to make you a better all around player. I just need to make you good at what you are at right now. And then once they get to the league, they're behind, like, okay, I don't know how to shoot. I don't know how to go left. I don't know how to defend. Well, there's there's uh, Sierra Cannon, Cannon, whatever, Canyon, Canyon whatever that, that high school is that you know they're trying to develop yeah. young guys. But that's one school, yeah. right? So I don't like, know. I mean, because whenever, whenever someone comes over from Europe, they're like, wow, I can't believe he's so good at everything. Yeah. Why are they so good at everything? Because they train them to be good at everything. That's a good, no, honestly, that's a good point because you're so right. Even with our AAU programs, it's wh- how can we get the most out of this player and what they're good at yeah. and not make them good at everything. And yeah. yeah, it's just, and it's like, they're supposed to get good at everything from their off the court trainers and these some of these trainers do things for free for people because they they think that there's going to be a payoff at the end and sometimes there is and sometimes there's not so yeah it's it's a really interesting system did you guys see uh what bill simmons was suggesting on his podcast i did i did not Ooh. 
He offered what he called a half-baked half prediction okay. for Draymond Green's playing future, suggesting that he may turn down his player option with the Warriors and make his way to Dallas to join Kyrie and Luka. And Simmons continued on saying that he could see LeBron James pursuing an opportunity with the Mavs in the twilight of his playing career. Simmons said, I think Draymond, he ends up in Dallas with Kyrie and with Luka, and then LeBron tries to figure out a way to get there eventually. I don't know. I'm just uh, feeling a Dallas scent. There's some Dallas stuff that feels scenty to me. What the hell does that mean? Some Dallas scent-y. stuff feels scenty to me? Does Is that this- mean he's kind of heard a rumor and he's, that's what he's trying to pass along on his podcast? Like, hey, uh, I'm hearing some stuff. Isn't uh, this the same Kyrie who said about Dallas? This is a cluster. He did call it a cluster F the other day. Huh. Yeah. I, please, you know what? I hope they form that team. LeBron, Kyrie, Luka, and Draymond. Could you imagine Draymond and Luka complaining all the time? I, You guys. Who would get punched first? Who would oh get punched God. by yeah. like another player in the league? Yeah. No, by their team, their teammate. <laughs> oh, I think Draymond is punching Luca first. Yes. For sure. Draymond would get punched. Luca has a Luka. punchable face, too. Yeah. Definitely. Like, but don't want to get your hand stuck in that. Ah. Get it? <laughs> That's stuck. stupid. Yeah, that was, that was mean. Just say something. That was mean? Yeah. Hey, also. You got so- sausage arms and cankles. Someone in the chat was bringing this up. I'm, I'm curious. Would you, Westbrook. Try to get another fan ejected, and I'm sorry, was it Kyrie or was Kyrie did try to get another fan ejected the other night? And Westbrook did. Yeah, what, dude? And then and- someone showed a clip. It was funny. Ryan Russillo uh, retweeted a clip of Westbrook calling Dylan Brooks trash over and over again, and Russillo made a joke of, "Hey, should Brooks get Westbrook thrown out of the game?" What's up with this? Okay, I've had it. It's it's tough because obviously I think we are very much pro players and what makes them feel comfortable to in their work environment, right? Like we've been heckled before we we've felt harassed by people before and it's not fun. It's, it feels dangerous and threatening at times, but are we getting to a point where like, for example, wasn't Russell Westbrook talking about how being called uh Westbrook Westbrook was offensive and that his family was there and that he didn't like that. And I go, that people should heckle and do whatever the hell they want with that. But if it's something worse than that, I can understand it. But are all these situations that much worse? Yeah, Uh, we don't know. Or is he abusing his power? That's what I'm saying. I think there's some abuse of power a little Mm. bit. I'm curious. I mean, uh, let's be real. If you're dropping F-bombs left and right and being obnoxious, like get out. Like, stop. Yeah. Stop. You know, or obviously saying something racist or like heckle and good fun. My my favorite thing to do with, especially with Westbrook, obviously I'm not close enough to or anybody could see me, but I always like say, take the shot, Westbrook. Take it. Take it. Go, go, go. You're you're getting ejected from the game. If ejected. Westbrook. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's if like, I'm cheering for him, but he knows it's sarcastic. I honestly, for the Stockton Kings game, when I had Dunkson behind me with the drums, I should have asked security to escort Dunkson out of the arena for being too loud on the drums. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> in hand- Dude, did you see the marriage proposal yesterday in baseball? Yes. No. 
Did it Mark. end in handcuffs? Oh, no, no. Yes. Yes, it did, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I'm going to show it to you because you have not seen it. For those who didn't see it, guy jumps on the field. Look at him. He's on the field. You guys, should, go look it up. Dodgers fan proposal. On the field, proposing to his girlfriend, girlfriend? in the stands. In the stands for some bizarre reason. So, Boom! Oh. Security came through and just destroyed this guy. Oh. Oh. Good job, security. Good clean tackle. Using I the shoulder. loved it. And by the way, his girlfriend after yes. still said yes to him. There, you know what? If I was in love with someone and I was like, oh, this is great, and then they did that, you know what? I'm, Instant I'm, no. I'm questioning no, some things. That type of person making that type of proposal is definitely dating a person that wants yeah, that type right, of proposal. You're, right, you're, you're so right. right. It's about, and it was like about them or him in that moment. It wasn't about her. It was about, can the world see me? Who cares about you that I'm proposing to? Can the world see that I'm the best fiance in the world? That doesn't make you I'll the best go fiance. the field. What a moron. That wasn't the only issue with the fence. Someone was saying Anthony Rendon yesterday got into a heated exchange with an A's fan at the game yesterday, oh. and he grabbed a fan by his shirt. He's smiling. The fan said something. He's grabbing him by his shirt and jawing at him, and then he took a swipe at him. Oh, I no, would have been so This scared. is something to watch, though, because like we're seeing more and more reports of people being – Bradley Beal had the issue with a fan, and people are bringing up gambling – this gambling can be toxic, especially if more people are getting involved and they're getting mad at players and saying things that are really wrong and disrespectful. There's obviously the line that fan, some fans Sammy, cross. Uh, Sammy Guevara took a swing at me. Yeah, but you deserved it. And you said, okay, I, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I did deserve it. Yeah. I would have liked him to have hit me to say, like, hey, can I go backstage so we can clear this all yeah. up? And I won't do anything. Hey, do we That's need funny. a break? Uh, yeah, we're like 20 minutes okay, late. Okay, got uh, it. Chris didn't tell us. <laughs> I only told you several times. You did? I did the... I didn't see Aww. it. I wasn't looking at you. We're having fun. You're uh, it's a Kyle. Friday. We got Kels and Rami at two. We got more coming up. It's Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports 1140, SackdownSports.com. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Sackdown Sports. Kings and Blazers tonight. If the Kings win, they win the Pacific Division. They are 14 and a half point favorites this morning. It's actually moved to 14 points now. A Blazer still shorthanded. Morgan Reagan, no Dame, no Jeremy Grant. Nurkic out. Simons out. Winslow Baji, Keon Johnson. Archie Diakono is doubtful. Reddish did not play last game. He is doubtful. They just signed Skylar Mays, who we saw play in Sacramento the yeah. other day for Mexico City. They just signed him to a 10-day deal. And they uh, signed Shaq Harrison, who was also in the G League, to a 10-day deal. The point is, you're taking on a desperate team. If you have a little emotional hangover, maybe they enjoy it a little... Nightcap that night. You know, Mike Brown did say after the game the other night, they did. They had, you know, wives and girlfriends on the trip. Um, and so they popped some champagne, which was cool as a team. We popped champagne. I know. They deserved a shot. Um, and, you know, you have an off day and you win it. But I think I don't think the team's going to be they're, – they're not thinking about, oh, we're good now. They want to win 50 games. And obviously, if you want to win 50 games – you got to get this one tonight. Stop. Yeah. Are you concerned at all yeah. about the Okay. Wait, wait. I, okay, when I say I'm concerned at all, it's not I'm concerned in their their talent and their ability. Um But you you think they're going to win. You don't think they're going to lose. I do. So I do you, think they're going to win, but I think the concerning part just comes from like how it's so 
hard to come in with a different locked in mentality, but it's your job. So do it, do it right. Yeah. Um, I know Matthew Delavadova isn't playing. So it's like, even if you're going down the line of point guards, are you playing PJ Dozier then? Right. Like, are you going that route? If that's your goal of how many minutes you want to play, some of your starting guys. So hopefully they the starters can do something different than they did last game and get it done from the start. I do want to shout to the chat for correcting me because I read this wrong earlier. Uh, it's also the Kings clinch with a win and a Phoenix loss tonight. So that's my bad on that. Oh, my bad. Ooh. I misread that. And that's a turnover. Look, see, I accept accountability for that. Uh, Huge mistake that so, you guys will never forgive me for, but I'm going to do what it takes to earn your trust back at this hour. Uh, by the way, the Suns are in action tonight. They play the Denver Nuggets. Katie tonight. back, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to see the la- latest injury report yeah. for him. Because even for him, it's like, are they doing minute restriction things? Are they... I- I, I, yeah, I don't know how you deal with that. Um, let's look at the injury report. For the Kings, uh, the only guys listed as out right now, Keon Ellis, Namias Keda, and Matthew Della Vadova will be out tonight for the Sacramento Kings. Um, scrolling down to see the injury report. Um, Denver, Jamal Murray's questionable. Michael Porter, questionable. KCP, questionable. So they're a little banged up. And then... Um, the Suns don't have theirs listed, but yeah, it's it's a fair question. Hmm. So, uh, Morgan, are you are you amped up for WrestleMania this weekend at all? You know, we got two nights of WrestleMania tomorrow I and Sunday. For, is it Nick going there? Nick is going there. When is he leaving? Today, right? Chris, is Nick leaving today for WrestleMania? Yeah, he's gone. Oh, he's, he's not, already gone. Who's on with Rami? Nice. Oh, cool. Okay. Are you excited at all for Mania? Hmm. Yeah, what day? So it's both days? The ones I'm excited for, the matches I'm excited... Actually, I would say, like, maybe the only one would be... Oh, Becky Lynch, obviously. But uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. That'd be fun. Okay. Oh, Finn Balor and uh, and, uh, uh, Edge. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Okay, there's a a few of them. Uh, Austin Theory against Cena. No. (laughs) You know... We Cena's- watched an interview with uh, John Cena the other day. He was on uh, Whiskey Ginger with Andrew Santino. You watch that, you will appreciate John Cena. Even no, no, no. I, I appreciate no, John no. Cena. And I'll say this. I don't like John Cena the wrestler. That's fine. I don't like John Cena the person. I love John Cena the actor. Every movie he's in, dark. I'm like, oh, it's going to be good. I love I love that there's such a dark side to him, but he's so, he really is so talented, but it's such a different type of talent. Like, I think sometimes people always want to compare him to The Rock, and he's nothing like The Rock. He's nothing like The Rock. Like, he is very much at times by the book, but has those moments, if you get to know him, that he's willing to cross some lines. Well, don't forget you got Brock against Omos. I already forgot. Brock is going to, he will open the show and be home before the end of night two of Mania. Wait. Oh, yeah. Is Nick Cattles going to one of the worst WrestleManias of all time? No. No, no, okay. no, no, no. That would because, be WrestleMania see, 9. This is okay. what you think. I don't, I'm not Because in you're it. not in it. I'm not yeah, in yeah. it. That's I why mean, I ask. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think I had high expectations for last year. Austin came back. McAfee was awesome. Okay. You had Sami Zayn take on... Oh, Jackass. Oh, yeah. What's, what's good also really bad is I'm not going to miss a second. Actually, I am going to miss a second of it because I'm not going to watch Sundays because I'm going to the Kings game. 
Okay. But I'm hoping that Jay White shows up at WWE. Yeah, I think he's going I just to want him to show up somewhere. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. <sighs> you don't Do know? I? The so- Switchblade? Is that what he does? Wow, looks... He, you've seen him before. He's been on AEW. He's made an appearance on AEW before. Oh, yeah, New I've J- seen New him. Japan. Okay. But I don't yeah. know. Do you like the day one versus day two? Do you like it in, it's broken up in two days? No. Yeah. So that's my question. If it's day one and day two... Here's the thing, too, is like we remember like the best stuff of last year's. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's because it was two days. They had a really good WrestleMania if it was just one day. What happens on day one, though, compared to day two? Is it all wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, it's, they just break it up into two days. That's so weird. Night then one, it's not WrestleMania. Get... It's WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Okay. That's like, I think the NFL is going to start to think about that. It's not going to be the Super Bowl. It'll be Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, where they do the first half of the Super Bowl. Yes. On Saturday, okay. and the second half of the game is actually going to be on Sunday. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. We probably shouldn't have put that That'd out cool, there. Actually. <laughs> no, Can you imagine? A day between a half? Dude, that would be cool. No. Yeah. You would watch You would watch the first half of a game and then not know how the, the game ends. You split it up. Yeah. Like, all right. And well, the people... We'll, the, well, I can't wait for the second half tomorrow. The people that pay for only the ticket to the first half yeah. of the game? But they might get the better half of the game. So stupid. Oh, man. What's not stupid? Yeah, Kells and Rami with Rami and Jay. It's coming up. They'll get you ready for Kings and Blazers. Kings win tonight, and the Suns lose. The Kings win the division. We love you guys, but we got to go. See ya.